0: Take the next chance. And the next time. You're all rebels, on you? Save your rebellion! Save your dream! The Bizzle! You called the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Go oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle Cast... We finally did it! We got Alistair Laith back on the Vizzlecast and in video form! Alistair, for a bunch of old guys, you and I have been making some technological moves in, in the recent days, weeks, and months. I'm thrilled to have you back on. Uh, we were always going to do this video because you and I are trying to do video content and we're going to talk about that. Because Guys, we are talking video games today and we got tons of topics to talk about because we've been saving up this one for a while, but first of all, Alistair, I've been following you online, you've been following me online, and other than some stupid comic book debates, we mostly really (laughs) enjoy picking each other's brains, especially about video games, because as we'll see from your top five and my top five list we're going to do later of the PlayStation exclusives, we basically agree on most video games. Um, It'll be interesting to see if we agree on the future of the console system, but but in, in general in the past we've agreed on video games. And, guys, I just listened to it from almost exactly two years ago. Alistair was on, we talked video games. It was like the second or third to last podcast we did. Um, And you were way ahead of me on some games and some trends in general I'm going to talk about as well that are going to come up. So, welcome back, my friend. Welcome to the Bizzlecast channel.
1: Thank you. It's been way too long. Way too long.
0: Way too long. So guys, if you've been following me, um, on uh, 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 doing the video game stuff here, um, you you know, it's one thing, um, Alistair, you can speak to this as well, um, as we lead in um, to some some opening topics, um, and just sort of some catch-up stuff, but... It's, it's one thing when it's twitching and it's just you in one window and a video game in a window. But when you start bringing in other programs <laughs> like Zoom, um, multiple people, people from around the world, and you've got multiple things going on, you really have to be prepared. Um, and while there's some good software for it, it you know, it, it is it's sort of an acquired skill. So a lot of this is, A, I love just seeing my friends doing this stuff. In fact, I've been doing audio podcasts, video Even if I'm not doing videos... I've now been doing video with some of my audio podcasters... Just for the... You know... Just for the reaction... um, uh, You know what I mean? Back and forth or whatever... Um, uh, But also... You can share so many other things... Um, And guys... Just to tease it... If you haven't seen it before... This beautiful Batgirl um, poster... Which I'm told is Batgirl 50... That they leaked the cover... Which I'm very excited for... Batgirl's gonna come up... Um, But we... Behind Batgirl is a whole bunch of videos... Um, and, uh, Alistair's a big DC guy, and with the DC Comic Con, the two video game releases were absolutely spectacular, and we're going to get into those in general. Um, uh, and so, uh, but we also have a ton to talk about with the new generation of consoles um you know switch stuff which we haven't really discussed before Alistair because I'm somewhat newer to the switch thing we haven't talked about the next generation of consoles which we have a lot more information about now um and so i i got a list of stuff um some of which we can run down pretty quickly um but first of all how are you how's nova stream I, you're clearly doing more video game content um what what's changed in the last 6 to 12 months or so since our, our, our last chat
1: <laughs> uh covid wiped our movie section out so pretty much here uh we've been very very strict our i swear very, it's very, very not strict. our fault
0: i swear it is not the united states's <laughs> fault for all of this it is not our fault we, I wasn't, we have a great president who finger. knows what he's doing and it's everybody else's fault other than his sorry
1: yeah no that's okay and our country's been quite strict so we're currently on a what they call stage four lockdown so we're only allowed to leave our homes for one hour per day to go uh essential food shopping uh we can't leave our homes after 8 p.m at night till 5 a.m in the morning uh nothing is open like literally nothing is open yeah
0: they tried to enforce curfew here and it did not work whatsoever
1: yeah i've seen yeah but they're also like you know not to get too political, yeah. do another stuff that warrants breaking curfew. Anyway, um, so we've had basically a movie shutdown. So we've had nothing. So it, we've kind of lent, just gone, okay, well, let's go into video games because that's still happening. So let's deliver all that, which is very exciting. Um, and, yeah, kind of growing DC fandom happened I streamed the whole thing for nine hours. Nearly killed.
0: You did. Was, you did. We.
1: It was a slog.
0: So Jason, who you know, one of my DC, he's my main DC guy now because he he only lives twenty minutes from me. It's pretty hilarious. It's totally random that he he lives close to me. But um, so even like the same sports <laughs> teams and stuff. But uh, he's a massive DC guy. Batman's his guy, but he loves everything going on. He just wants all the DC. Um again without going into details i would say he and i are much more similar um sort of taste and things um but uh he also like you knows way more than me on the comic book side of things and so that's always super fun um and you know like for example he's not necessarily someone who reads a lot of wonder woman but he couldn't be more thrilled and excited And i think that's one thing you and i and him can all agree on is wonder woman 1984 looks fucking badass as we say
1: yeah we should have seen it the thing that annoys me is that we should have seen it by now so it's just like oh stop gal, dangling the carrot i know
0: you can tell gal is just, <sighs> just itching so badly you know like a couple times a month she's like we're almost there guys just hang in there hang in there yeah oh man they were so lovely though. they're just
1: hanging in for that billion dollar film
0: yep um But uh, guys, we're going to talk about these two amazing video game reveals. Alistair, I'm going to briefly ask you beforehand if you knew anything about them, because I didn't, and then we're going to watch them. We're going to do a commentary about them. One's called Gotham Knights, and one is with the Suicide Squad, where they have to kill Justice League members, including Evil Superman and stuff. We'll we'll get there very quickly. But really quickly, uh, in terms of the rest of the show, Alistair, um, I I want to uh, revisit um, the past generation and talk about the ups and downs of Xbox and Playstation from the past generation mm-hmm. I'm specifically going to talk about stuff you and I have talked about either on air or off air I've got a whole list of my, on my f- a phone here um, because there's a bunch of games that I hadn't played um, like I said that you'll be really shocked wow. because I've now put hundreds of hours into them and they've changed my life since then um, and then we'll end we'll okay. keep, if we have time at the end we'll end with talking about the next generation predictions and so forth um, it, it, you know what I mean? Uh, we have to sort of see where that's going, um, and that leads actually nicely out of the um, the DC uh, stuff because I've heard that these DC games are among the last of the you know crossover games, which will be on the four and the five, both Xboxes, etc. The way Tomb Raider, you know, twenty thirteen was, D- Dragon Age Inquisition. There was a few games, you know, that they made for all the systems. Yeah. I've heard that this is one of them. Yeah. That can be good or bad, as long as it's optimized for PC and the new system. You know, as you know, Warner Brothers mm-hmm. has had some PC issues in the past. The Mordor games look great. The Batman games are really jank Um, I did just get Arkham Knight with all the DLC for like five bucks on Steam because it was five bucks on Steam. Had to get it. And I've heard they've patched everything over the past however many years. So I'm excited just to revisit that a little bit. I think this will be perfectly well optimized. But we're going to talk a little PC stuff um, as well. Um, And so uh, uh, do you mind if I play a five second clip for you from two years ago just because it's hilarious?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: All right. So... This is a clip I played, and while I, do, I still don't love everything that's coming out uh, from, from uh, the DC world, I certainly do not agree with this clip. Alright? Hold on one sec, I don't want to blast people's ears. DC is fucking up. They keep fucking up the over and over again. They just keep fucking up. Please tell me how this is going to get out of the morass of shittiness. DC is fucking up. They keep fucking up the over and over again. They just keep fucking up. Please tell me how this is going to get out of the morass of shittiness. So remember, this is October of uh, I, yeah, this is October of 2018 when you were also very down on a lot of stuff that was going on. You know, the 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 DC Universe thing was up in the air. The TV show stuff was up in the air. You were already starting to smell that, like, the films outside of the main line was maybe having some problems. Um, and, uh, but what's funny is, now I could enter uh, Star Wars into that exact quote and just do the exact same thing. Star Wars is fucking up and fucking up. So my my tastes keep changing on on what's fucking up. I think it was regardless of what you and I think, the DC Comic Con fandom was an unadulterated success. A, you know, like I can't give it an A in terms of content cuz some of the stuff I don't like or don't care about, which is fine. But it was presented in such a way, and spread out in such a way, that worked for people like me. I could see what I liked, I could see what I wasn't sure about, and even stuff I don't normally love. Like, Suicide Squad was a great presentation, and the game looks amazing. And so, um, without getting into specifics, then we're going to go into the DC video games, um, and then lead into a broader discussion. Just very generally, um, given the circumstances, what they could do in a day, all online, given COVID and so forth. Do you agree with me that it was mostly a home run hit out of the park?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I liked that the worldwide thing came into it. So what usually irks, especially us who don't live in America, is when companies do events like this and we can't watch it live because they geo-block us out. Uh, This time they didn't, thankfully. Um, And yeah, it was a solid event It's only part one Um, There's another one in two weeks
0: But they had to nail Whatever you think of the cast presentation They had to nail The selling or reselling of their main Movie properties Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman Shazam slash Black Adam Batman, um, Suicide Squad um, and then a few other things.
1: The Suicide Squad.
0: The Suicide Squad. Excuse me. And <laughs> again, of the presentations I saw, you know, for Black Adam, you only need the Rock talking. Uh, you know, you don't really need exactly. Else. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, wonder, yeah. But I want to point out something you said, which was not only the international thing worked great, but it, I noticed this at the Democratic Convention, which they did the same way because they couldn't get everyone together for the convention. Which is, people are much more comfortable when they're not in front of a giant audience. And so, like, I was watching Chris Pine, for example, who, like, really is generally, does not like being in public, doesn't like doing interviews, Mm. he's kind of shy. And they were playing, like, werewolf and party games. He was having a blast, and I'm like... It's because he's just at home in front of his camera, and he's comfortable with his teammates yeah. here. But, like, you know, yeah. like, like for example, we know Gal and Pedro Pascal are super outgoing, but Kristen Wiig and Chris mm-hmm. Pine are not, and they look super comfortable. Also, I think we can acknowledge Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins just relaxes everybody around them at all times, with Diana's sort of you know, charisma, love, superpower, or whatever. But nevertheless, seeing Chris Pine that relaxed and having fun... I, I think was partially due to this. I think, honestly, I think they're going, and even the spacing, like when they're in person, like when you had Matt Reeves and Aisha Tyler, how they had to be like six feet apart, but they built this beautiful CGI set, and I'm like, mm. this looks way cooler than normally where they stuff them so close together. Like, I actually think there are media lessons that are going to be positive coming out of this, as weird as that sounds.
1: Yeah, and it cut out all the, um, there's no other word for it, bullshit yeah um, it just cut out all the crap and yeah there's people like the rock who feed off energy from the audience and who's watching but i felt like this was really good for what it was and i feel like if there was an audience it probably would have been twice as long and there would have been ads i thought there were going to be ads there wasn't i thought it'd be crammed full of ads and stuff like that To, but yes yeah, so i was very surprised And impressed. I like it.
0: Yeah, you know the last Marvel event. The only major thing that felt like this was when the the surprise of Natalie Portman coming out and holding up the hammer, which yeah, yeah, which was really brave for someone like her, who again really does not like the the spotlight. But she was so geeked, and you could tell Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson were so geeked for her. You know what I mean? Like she was very, and you know Taika Waititi and that whole community like is very. Uh, you know supportive and so forth but you don't always get that but I will say dude to bridge the video games a couple things general things first of all at least on the PlayStation end this is happening exactly how the last generation happened the difference is (laughs) PlayStation 4 has had good games all the way throughout but at the end of PS3, they knocked it out of the park when they seemed like the, it was a, a dead console, ended up selling a ton of consoles with Uncharted and Last of Us. Now with Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and, and some of the other games, again, they're knocking it out of the park late in, in, um, uh, in, in, its, um, in its lifespan. And Even Horizon Zero Dawn, which did not need to come to PC. I want to talk about that. Of all the games, that did not need to come to PC. <laughs> not surprisingly, it had bugs. But you know, it, they fix the bugs within a couple of weeks, as opposed to a couple of months, which is what happens with most companies. And people I know that have not played it and playing it on PC are absolutely loving it. Um, and yeah. Death, Death Stranding yeah. as well. So this is all, um, this is all gravy. Um, and so the games we're going to talk about are on all systems, uh, the DC games. Um, but just to do a general bridge in, um. With the new systems coming out, obviously this is one of those uh, economic things that's not really that affected by COVID because everyone can order online their systems, right? And so you don't need to go to the store anymore. For better or worse, you can order from Amazon or whatever. Um, Where are you at the end of the life cycle here? Are, Are you still playing consoles or are you like me, mostly PC with some Switch at this point?
1: Um, I'm still consoling it up. So I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, on Xbox One X. That's going to be um, one of
0: your. Uh, getting a I told you so out of me. Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> That's. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Still playing a lot of Switch, but mainly, like, I've been sent, like, a ton of indie games to review on PC. Mm. Uh, so I've just been, like, churning through those and really just like sitting in my chair enjoying really enjoying it i really should stream them but they're really like oh don't stream until it's out so it's a little bit tough
0: i'm going to tease the obvious which is two years ago playstation was kicking the crap out of xbox in terms of sales Two years later, PlayStation is still kicking the crap out of Xbox. In fact, PlayStation is going to sell more units than anything that's not a Nintendo portable system by the time this is all over. It, it's looking like it might even beat the PS2, which had 150 million units. They're at about 120, 130 with the PS4. And dude, you know they're going to put the PS4 on sale for like $100, $150 when the PS5 <laughs> comes out and sell more. Especially yeah. if, as we're hearing, they're going to be making and supporting PS4 games well into 20. 21 and everyone the early word as usual with the new system was xbox has more power and it's going to have game pass and all these games and halo is going to be oh wait halo doesn't look that good oh wait playstation is already releasing horizon 2 footage and all these other games Okay, it's looking like PlayStation has the advantage again for the next system. I've been very much on the record that I don't know what PlayStation is going to do after this next generation because I believe this is the last generation of old-school consoles. It's going to have to become home entertainment systems up and down, left and right after that. And I don't know if they can compete with Microsoft because it's Microsoft. But for right now, regardless of the price and the specs... PlayStation 4 has proven that people don't care if the PlayStation is 30% slower than the Xbox One X, if as long as they have the games.
1: They don't. That
0: has not changed. Two years ago, we were just talking about God of War. Spider Man had just come out. Um, and, mm. you know, Days Gone hadn't come out yet, which you love, which we're going to talk about. I still think games like Odyssey play really well on PlayStation. We're going to talk about that. Um, do you agree with me, though, in general, that, like, Xbox is just so try hard? Microsoft is so try hard. And Sony just kind of sits back and waits and lets Microsoft dig themselves into a hole by talking too much.
1: Yeah, I think they definitely love to talk themselves up. But really what sells a console, a system, a generation are the games that define it. And definitely Xbox have maybe had, like I'm thinking Ori is probably the only real You know Generation defining game Which you can't even say anymore Because it's available on Switch So it's not really an exclusive I was going to say um, That platformer that they had But that's now available on PlayStation So they can't get an exclusive That's not Halo That people want to play They tried Crackdown 3 They tried State of Decay 2 Sea of Thieves
0: Well Game Pass seems great Game Pass seems great Five bucks a month Dozens of games. The problem is only a handful of the games are great.
1: Yeah. Like quanti- quality. <laughs> I I think a lot of people with games, because we're so time poor, and who knows if COVID will change this. Um, we're so time poor that I don't want to spend half an hour flicking through Game Pass trying to find a good game when I know that I can just turn my PlayStation 4 on and, oh, Spider-Man, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mm -hmm. oh, Days Gone, oh, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, hit, 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 hit. I don't need to find it. It's there. And I think that's the definite distinct advantage that they have
0: and that's what sony understands about consoles in general which is the reason people are going to overpay let's be honest paying 600 dollars for a console when you can get a computer for not that expensive that's good you're overpaying for the console but the reason they do it is for what you described which is sit down turn on disc in not even disc in anymore turn on sit back right it's the it's the uh, i've worked hard all day the last thing i want to deal with is windows booting up and w- uh, updating its software and I, and I can't play anything
1: yeah yes your nvidia having to update and optimize everything right and then by the time it does that you're just over it
0: yeah a, a bug on a playstation game is like a little <laughs> choppy and they patch it in a week or two bugs on PCs can yeah. go on for forever. I mean, you know, I mean, they still have problems with all the Elder Scrolls games. Well, really, on all the systems. I hate Bethesda. I don't hate Bethesda, but they, their quality control is awful. That's a separate topic. They've,
1: yeah, they've, um, they've taken a turn, haven't they? they
0: well, actually, they Alice were, there, so we talked about when we were growing up that we grew up in the same generation, that we played Sega and not Nintendo and, uh, for a while, and that defined us. Mm-hmm. But we also talked about loving the LucasArts point-and-click games, Full Throttle, Sam & Max, Maniac Mansion, yep. Indiana Jones, The Dig, it's Monkey Island, et cetera, et cetera, but also Doom with the various mods and so forth. So what's interesting with me and you, dude, is we started Computer... We started PC Master Race, and then we've been console guys, and now we're going back at PC Masters. I want to talk about, uh, at the end, about PCs and about your getting back into PCs, because that's a big topic that I'm interested in, because it has totally taken me away from the PlayStation in a way that's less to do with me disliking the PlayStation and more with me just really enjoying being back on the PC. We will get to that Um, But I agree with you, I I think Sony gets, you know, guys, I'm always talking about reading the book Console Wars, which is an unbelievable story that's specifically about Nintendo vs. Sega in the early 90s, and how Sega was smashing Nintendo to bits, but because Sega couldn't keep a consistent message, and Sega of Japan and Sega of America just were always fighting and couldn't get along... And Nintendo was always one step back, but they were cautious, conservative, but they knew what their product was. In the end, they let Sega essentially can- cannibalize and self-immolate, and, and that ended up, along with Nintendo, doing things like Donkey Kong Country, you know, which like looked amazing on the Super NES at a time when they didn't think that was going to be possible um, and stuff. But, dude, <laughs> the famous story was you know that's the so- that the, the sony guys who were working with philips who used to who, you know made the original cd roms philips and sony were like playing all the sides there was the time when uh, nintendo was going to get the deal for that version of cd roms and they passed and mm. sega the american guy who was the genius Kalinsky, wanted to do it sega of japan says no that's too far out we're not doing cd roms that's not the future of course they were wrong and eventually, Sony says, you know what? Why don't we start our own system? And uh, this guy, Oluf- Olufsen, who was sort of the you know, PR guy for Sony, uh, it was E3 or whatever in the mid-'90s when, when the PlayStation 1 launched. Th- this is a true story. Nintendo did their big spiel. Micro- uh, 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 Sega did their big spiel. Olufsen got up on stage and just said, after the other systems had announced uh, like $399 or something, uh or more for the new systems olafson people had already heard it was a better system just leans in the mic and goes 299 and walked off stage mic drop and and at that moment tom Kalinske, he ran Sega, knew that they were fucked because it was they already knew the playstation was a superior system and was is going to be cheaper or whatever uh so guys read console wars if you're into that stuff so okay Video games now, we're going to talk about DC, let's do a hard turn into DC, we've got two DC games, one which I'm obsessed with and I, drove me crazy in the best ways possible, I've seen it a million times, and I, I, I can't believe I didn't see coming. Uh, the other one looks cool, it's not really my, my type, but they both look amazing and groundbreaking, both graphically and possibly in terms of gameplay. So, Alistair, before we get into the Gotham Knights and Suicide uh, Kill the Justice League uh, game reveals, which were excellently uh, a- a- executed uh, by DC at the convention, showing eight minutes of gameplay when almost no one shows gameplay out of nowhere, we get eight minutes of Gotham Knights gameplay. Um, I have to ask, did you know at all about one or both of these games ahead of time? And if so, what did you know?
1: Um, all I knew were the names um, so I knew Gotham Knights based around Court of Owls, and I knew Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League because we had that poster reveal um, that Rocksteady just couldn't keep their mouth shut. <laughs> um, so that's all I knew. I didn't know yep. what type of game it was going to be, uh, characters, any of that. I think Gotham Knights was the most surprising because um, we'll yeah we'll talk about that after we've watched the trailer. Um it also yeah, it's clearly the-
0: a next generation game. I don't care what systems it's on. You watch that yes. and you're like I'm not buying this on my PS4. <laughs> I'm either getting this for my PC or my PS five or next Xbox. Like, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um yeah, so I was very, very impressed and yeah, well I'm sure we'll talk about that. So
0: did you know soon. Gotham Knights was gonna be WB Montreal and then Rocksteady was going to be yeah. doing okay.
1: Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. They So, Rocksteady released a poster three days before DC fandom Yeah. Um, with Superman with a target on the back of his head. Um, yep. And then someone leaked. It was the Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. Yep. Uh, Gotham Knights, we knew that was coming. They yep. launched their website three days before the event.
0: Yep.
1: Um, and planted all this code and someone yep. decrypted Batgirl and Two-Face out yep. of the code. Um. So, Yeah.
0: So, I'm going to give a few pieces of information before each clip. We're going to do Gotham Knights first, because that's what they showed first. It's coming out in 2021. It's confirmed that it's going to also be on the PS4 and Xbox One, in addition to the X and the 5 and Windows. While they're both being published by Warner Brothers Entertainment, obviously, this is WB Games Montreal... But what's interesting, man, is that Suicide Squad, because it's Rocksteady, is considered in the Arkham series because it's being developed by Rocksteady and a lot of the same people. Now, that's coming out 2022, dude, so that means, you know, that's for sure only going to be on the new systems. I think it's smart. Yeah, definitely. I think it's brilliant, the one that they're doing first. I think you're going to agree with me that the order of this release is exactly the way they should do it. Um, and uh, I, I'm going to freak out when we get there, Alistair. When you started seeing the footage of this, did you must have thought of Brittany and/or me almost immediately upon seeing the footage about what we're about to watch? Correct?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was. Keep in mind, it was three a.m. when Maybe I watched a little this live
0: preview. There. Yep.
1: Uh, so I was still very tired. Um, the Wonder Woman panel was right before this, so that was already like. I was just getting over that trailer, and then they drop this, and then gameplay, and you're just like, what?
0: I have to say about two things really quick about the Wonder Woman trailer. I was for a very long time not on board with the Chris Pine thing, because even though I love him and they have great chemistry, I felt like it completely nullified and and negated the sacrifice that he made in the first movie, but... Uh, without spoilers no. people who are no yeah. more about the comics than me talk to me into it and goddamn how can you not love i mean there you can tell when they're improving they're so hilarious she's putting the clothes on she's like i think we can do better i mean it's so funny um, and the other thing was dude you know that they're confident when they start the second trailer with the Big ending of the first trailer. So the big like ride in the thunder, ride in the lightning at the end of the first trailer, they started that with the second trailer, oh. and you're like, oh, they're so confident. We haven't seen, other than maybe the golden uh, costume, which we won't go into now, I, they're definitely holding back. They don't need to spoil it, like they did a little bit with the first movie. They can hold back on this one. I was very impressed. So Gotham Knights, world yeah. premiere trailer, they gave us the story trailer, a- intro, um, which we're gonna watch together, um, and th- eight minutes of gameplay. Which, as you know, dude, even at E3, when they promise gameplay, it's often not actually <laughs> gameplay. This was gameplay. Yes,
1: Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, th- th- and the guy they got to announce this. The gameplay stuff is great. You guys are gonna hear all of that.
1: Yeah. So
0: I've already done multiple commentaries on this, dude. So uh, feel free to talk. Oh. I'm gonna put the volume okay. pretty loud, but like, feel free to talk over it about certain things. Um, Jason Ritter is starting to uh, make me understand what co- the Court of Owls is. I love the concept, and I got the digital comics uh, via Comicsology for free. Yes, um, and so oh, gonna, wow. yeah, so I'm going to get caught up on that. Uh, uh, but it sounds like a totally twisted storyline, which y- you know I love, so I'm pumped for. It. So anything before we saw the, the Gotham Knights trail? I launched the Gotham Knights trailer.
1: No, roll it. Let's go. All
0: right. Hopefully the volume's okay. You can let me know. Are you at zero? All right. Good to go it's yep. there okay three two yep. one go boom in breaking news we've received reports of an explosion somewhere north of the we're city we're still waiting for the police to confirm if. i couldn't believe this opening then. this story is evolving rapidly please bear with we us we heard just really loud boom there was smoke Emergency services have confirmed that they've discovered a body buried in the wreckage. We're still waiting for further details. Any emergency vehicles Confused are arriving. A large portion of the building has actually collapsed. The international news and explosion alert. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. We are now able to confirm that billionaire philanthropist Bruce, yeah, Smith
1: I think is the, the intro part shocked me the most.
0: In the calm way he announces his death after his death is just fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's almost like we all knew this was gonna happen, guys. Here we go. Code black. Here we go. I love that he looks different. Different voice. That's what they should do. If you're watching this, I'm dead. Oh, man.
1: This is a code black. Just like look at the, like, all the features on the face. The eyes, like it's just—it looks next and gen, 100%. And, it and I know it's a CG trailer, we both know but it, it still longer. looks. Incredible.
0: Batman is gone. It looks like the Halo 2 the remaster, GCPT. which looks spectacular with the cutscenes. Actually, Jim died. best cutscenes I've seen. Gotham will need its protectors more And dude, this is the best way to set up Team Batman post-Batman. This is this is it right here. Operations. Yeah. Some of the technology is out there. Someone's right. got to save the city. But it has the gear you need and all of my files. You I miss the Barbara ride. Gordon with the Jim Gordon death. Oh, man. I you know you'll keep Gotham safe. Yeah. Good luck. I know you'll keep Gotham safe. And you're okay. like, all right, baby, let's do this. Let's do this. I thought that was going to be it. I thought that was going to be it. Oh, baby. Oh,
1: really? That was the whole trailer.
0: I thought that was it for both trailers. Oh yeah, dude the four symbols that they're using is amazing.
1: Yeah, I think they're much further along than we thought they would be with the game. Um, so much much further
0: along. They focus on Batgirl, but having this first shot yeah, with, a lot. They, this first shot with Robin is spectacular. this matrix shot look at that Oh. <laughs> Oh, Babs, baby. My girl. Woo! This one's for you, Brittany. Yeah. Oh, Nightwing always looks amazing. I didn't know about Red Hood, but apparently he's dope.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a controversial character. Since he's murdering people. Uh, he And he gets overused. Um, and it's... Especially in the Batman-verse. As as sorry, not a coincidence, Nightwing and time. Batgirl
0: walking together. Not a coincidence. Those two lovebirds. Oh, my God. So, now I'm thinking, this is really it. Three or four minutes of this. This is all we're getting. This is it.
1: And you know what, if this was the only trailer we saw, it still it's would still be yeah. just as amazing. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And
0: that's why I'm giving the whole con tons of props, because they gave us in almost all cases more than they needed to.
1: Yeah. And but- you know what? It could be it could be that DC were controlling this whole thing. There was no like it's not like uh, you're part up. of a big event.
0: Alright, Alistair, court of owls you know, in thirty seconds. Go. Thing. What the hell is this Uh, scary? Is this like the prestige with all these extra bodies lying around? Like, what the hell is it coming up? This. This looks like the Matrix. I
1: I don't know if I want to spoil it. Because I feel like it's best explored if you don't know anything.
0: Is this a storyline worthy of a game that looks this great in Epic?
1: Yes, 100%. Um, I know that they want to do this in the movies, and I don't think they should because this looks like the correct way to do it.
0: So, really quickly, that was amazing. Really quickly, Jason Ritter, who is Batman's his guy, like you grew up with Aquaman, Batman is his guy through and through and through, as much as he loves all DC. He's actually a big fan of New 52 Batman. I know there's different opinions okay. about New 52 in general, but because of the Court of Owls in particular, those early volumes, he's a fan. Um, and he says he's heard some stuff that. Uh, that uh, reeves is going to uh, obviously long halloween is the main source material for the first batman movie but he heard that reeves is very interested in doing a court of owls storyline as well so we'll have to see about that so um any thoughts about the the reveal trailer or should we go right to the gameplay which is just amazing
1: um let's go straight into gameplay. okay awesome
0: let me get it queued up here so tell me when you're at zero and we'll do this I'm at zero. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Alistair, I didn't know about these games. I didn't know they were happening. I didn't know what Gotham Knights was. I didn't know it was going to be Team Batman minus Batman. I certainly did not know about Barbara Gordon. And I was texting the shit out of you and Jason during this whole thing. I was losing my mind. I have more stories about this, but you were there on ground zero for me losing my freaking mind. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, I'm Patrick Redding, Creative Director on Gotham Knights. Talk for a second. I'll be okay. right back. Half of the whole team at WB okay. Games Montreal, I'm really um, honored to give so you a quick look at our this gameplay. This whole thing is like in-game in
1: footage. It's not CG. It's it's this in-game. is in-game.
0: That just we're going to look at a short
1: clip from one on of Gotham Knights' villain that it looks in speech. a pre-alpha build. Um,
0: you guys can the very watch my 10 This mission is mind, halfway through
1: the Mister Freeze storyline. And we're playing Batgirl. It does it on YouTube. Our character progression.
0: Yep, it's on YouTube and Twitch.
1: Amazing.
0: They got the great, the perfect guy's voice to um, sort of do play by play without interfering. I mean, this already looks cooler All than Arkham Knight. Better. Not. Yeah. Of- I mean, graphically, yes, but this right here, this is when I just, knew. Can you do.
1: A fly around? Freeze has recently returned. And, to and Gotham, just even so the like the city looks alive. The weather and populated and real, and whereas the Arkham games, they kind of for not, and I know it's Christmas and it's not game, meant to, but I don't know, this co-op. just feels, the Gotham in this already just feels alive and thriving, so that that's exciting for me, it feels like a different and version of Gotham. between the teammates in the co-op, the but also the way
0: they're short range discussing this, and you've got Alfred coming in to talk about stuff. This is going to be a mission-based <laughs> game. That's more role-playing game well, than Arkham, right? Style. Arkham is you swing more around, you tech. beat up some yes. guys. There's a quick mission. You swing around and beat up some guys. This whole thing is one long planned narrative mission. And while this is clearly Assassin's Creed stuff here, man, where you see their level, right? Like I think humor. red. Yeah. I believe red means you're out of. Um, uh, if it's black, you're in stealth. If they're red, they can see you. You can see the damage they are doing. You and I love Assassin's Creed. We'll get to that later. This looks amazing. The fighting, it looks way more dynamic and fun than the Arkham <laughs> games. But the narrative aspect of this with the four characters and the fact, dude, they have to write stories for all four characters as the lead for this is just this unbelievable un- undertaking. Go ahead.
1: Um, and I love that Montoya is not it.
0: Storm is getting worse. You need to love it, love it, it, love,
1: love it. This area. game is bigger than arguably than anything they've ever done,
0: unless it's much shorter than I think it is. How did they keep this well, mostly under wraps for so long?
1: Um, because no, they haven't done anything since, um, Arkham Origins that is universally hated. Uh, so they've had a lot of time, um... And same with Rock City, though. They haven't done anything since after 9 night. And that was like the beginning of PlayStation 4 gen. So Whoa. they both had quite a long time to get there Here their, we go. We got some Tomb Raider stuff. Together.
0: We have multiple if Tomb Raider asked, stuff with her. I meant to do that. If anyone asks, I meant to do that. I Such a Babs line. So, dude, in the initial watching... <laughs> They hadn't announced anyone whose voices, and I kept phrasing the voice. I'm like, this is the perfect older Barbara Gordon, more mature Barbara Gordon voice. I love this voice, I love this performance. Everyone sounds great. They're all dialoguing with each other. And then Tara Platt, who's one of my favorite voice actors, she does one of the leads in the new Fire Emblem game. She does a lot of voices. She's friends with this woman, America Young. America Young, on her Twitter account, that not that many people follow, because she's kind of new, posted, I am Batgirl. But Tara Platt reposted it, and I was like, That's who it is, and Tara Platt knows her, so she's amazing. And then I posted a bunch of clips of myself... (laughs) And America Young was nice enough to post back that she watched it, and you know, especially when you know this, when voice actors are new to the scene and playing characters like Babs, who are iconic, but like maybe like not, they think are gonna not everyone's gonna love or whatever. Blah blah blah. It, it must be you know great to see, especially as a newer voice uh, actress, and she does a great job. Everyone sounds great. They just focus on Babs. So, what did you think about the focus on Babs and the voice work in general?
1: Uh, I think it's very very smart. To focus on her, I guess we've, you know, played as Batman till for far too long. Uh, so focusing this around, like, the female character and then, you know, going hand in hand with everything else they're trying to do with female characters. It's just the perfect thing to do.
0: And by the way, I pointed out uh, with some other Batgirl fans online that if you watch all the characters, what we see of them, and then Babs. Babs is one of the more aggro characters. Like, the, 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 the men are doing stealthy stuff. Babs is just punching dudes, which is straight from the comics. And
1: she's... But it's yeah. important
0: to do... It would be easy to be like, Oh, the girl's just doing stealthy stuff, right? That was what was important in Tomb Raider, was making Lara, like, if you wanted straight aggro. But Babs, while she has some stealthy stuff, is just likely to pull someone up on her zip cord and punch him down on the ground, which I love. Yeah. Here's the Lara yeah. Croft shot. Here's the Lara Croft shot. We see this, but when Tomb Raider, every time you do this, you're going, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, still falls. There's Alfred. I don't know who plays Alfred.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Actually. So,
0: they said this Let alpha. Let me just do a quick Google. Can we compare yeah, this Yeah, like how alpha? crazy
1: is that? pre alpha.
0: Can we compare this <laughs> to Halo Infinite Reveal? I'm sorry, I have to make the comparison. <laughs> this looks like almost a completed game. Hmm.
1: Uh, so Alfred is voiced by uh Gildar Jackson, his name is.
0: Uh look at this costume, looks amazing! Dude, okay. So look. They take the Burnside costume, they make it look older and more mature, they make it armored, they give her the white eyes and the cowl and the nose. They had to make her look the most like Batman, because she's the new Batman. You know what I mean? Like, Robin is his own guy. But like, Batgirl needs to yeah. take the mantle, you know, as she does in the comics.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But you still got the red hair flowing in the wind, uh, That it's just an amazing design. Amazing design and dude, online co-op you just don't see that much in games.
1: A storm has yes, but she games like this.
0: Nothing can stop it. We'll see about that. She's straight up taking on Mister Freeze with her baton. You gotta love it. Oh, this is great. So they didn't announce any of the voice actors, and then they all tweeted the same thing: "I am Batman, I am Nightwing, I am you know Red Hood or whatever," which is super cool. Uh, the guy who plays Nightwing, by the way, dude was one of the leads in Star Wars Resistance, who's a great up and coming voice actor who I met briefly at Star Wars celebration. Uh, is a very sweet and very good looking guy. That's the funny thing about voice actors. They're What's almost all name? beautiful people. Short, uh, yeah, I have to look it up, but shows. the voice actors are are, right, are so. It. Gr- are, uh, there it is. Got the knights. So cool. So cool. So it's
1: such a it's such a good logo too. I really like the logo. There
0: we go. Um. So, at what point were you hooked into this whole? Or was it like a multi-tiered thing? And what was your final thought after seeing it numerous, excuse me, numerous times?
1: Um, Look, initially, I I think everything that I saw at DC Fandom initially was like, oh my God, that's so great. Um, But I think what stood out with the games is that we haven't had a DC game in a while. Like the last one was Injustice 2. Um, and that's like a brawler. So we haven't really had a game which got like good reviews.
0: Let's point out for all their flaws, the Arkham games and the Injustice games, for the most part, have gotten oh, good reviews. Amazing. And other than Spider Man on PlayStation, which was Sony two years ago, Marvel yeah. has never, ever, 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 ever ever, released a great game. And it, it, it's it's just interesting because you would think the most popular, most famous. Uh, superhero by far Batman would have the most trouble maintaining you know what I mean maintaining great games the Arkham games across the I mean it, the debate is which Arkham game do you like the best? Uh, you know, Origins maybe no one would say, but the other three are all up for debate of, of which is no. the best. Uh, I, I, it's it's been amazing, dude. Even the Telltale games, I love playing the Batman Telltale games. That was so super fun because you get to do the detective stuff. Oh, I wanted to point out really quickly. I talked about uh, when I was in was when Babs jumped off the motorcycle and then she starts scanning. the the skyline, and then Alfred comes in, and then you hear her talking with the teammates and so forth. What I loved about the old Mm -hmm. Call of Duty games, uh, especially the original Modern Warfare games, was even though your teammates may or may not have been doing a whole lot, it felt like they were. You know what I mean? It felt like you were part of a unit of soldiers, and they would do just enough... And there were some missions when they did a lot. Some missions when it was up on you or whatever. But you were one of the grunts. You were one of the soldiers. You were rarely the lead or whatever. You get Captain Price and you know and the various leaders um, and, and so forth. This is even another level because you're co-oping it. So you might have another human player. But even if you have AI teammates like yeah. in Ghost Recon, one of the reasons... I mean, Breakpoint's terrible. But the older Ghost Recon games I love because the AI teammates are pretty smart when you tell them what to do. And it adds a great element to it. But this narratively right? I mean, you had to have four characters if you're going to quote-unquote replace Batman, but they're also technologically on a whole new level because they can use four different people's technology, plus you, I'm sure you have Lucius. And Is, is this making sense? Like, yeah. everything gameplay-wise yeah. seemed on the next level. I wasn't even focused on how great the graphics were because the, the kinetic... Uh, but also sort of um, logicalness of everything going on just totally clicked in my head. And it helped that it was Babs narrating it because, you know, Babs has the inner monologue in the, co- in the comic books where she's, you know, uh, tracing everything 10 steps in advance or whatever. Um, and they're, yeah, all, they're yeah. all brilliant in their own ways, but it's a big part of Babs' character in the comic books that you see her do the uh, okay, so the bolt's gonna go here, and so I'm gonna go here, you know, and they seem to be working that in with all the characters, because this is the dream team, right? These are the best fighters, yeah. but also the smartest ones. Code Black. This is the this is Batman's dream team. If, if worst case scenarios happen and he has to go in, okay, I'll shut up. You talk about Gotham Knights because I I, 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 <laughs> I can't imagine this is going to be not at least super fun. And I just if it's not buggy, yep. like, uh, given previous Batman games, and then like you said, we needed a Batman game without Batman. And you know I wanted Batgirl, but I love Nightwing and Robin when he's cool is cool. I'm cool with having a controversial character like Red Hood because they can work that into the storyline. Let's be honest, that could be a really interesting part of the storyline. Like, Babs is not going to be happy mm. with him killing people. I'm sure that's going to come up. So, you talk about Gotham Knights. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Um, I think the gameplay I'm most excited for, too, is having that online co op um, mission play and, you know, being able to have someone next to me pick up a controller and jump in and jump out while you're not doing grindy, onliney, you know, fetch quest missions makes me really excited for this game. And that's something that the developer did confirm. Um, So that's very exciting for me. And just not having to play just as one character the whole time, you can flick between them. uh, That's very, very exciting. Obviously, there'll be sections um, where you can only play as a certain character. But overall, just being able to flick between the four and who knows what else? I'm sure there'll be DLC characters. I wouldn't be surprised if we get Batwoman as a DLC character. Um who knows?
0: Don't need Batwoman when you got Batgirl. Sorry. Don't need her.
1: <laughs> well, you can have both. They're very, very different people.
0: Yeah, I mean Batwoman's more on the murderous side, so that would be interesting in terms of that
1: yeah like she would probably come in as like a red hood listen to us conspiracy theorists um as a red hood thing and yeah i don't know i'm i'm down for this roster of characters um and definitely keen to to be able to play online um remember how great shareplay worked with ghost of Tsushima. so guys (laughs) so
0: i never thought playstation shareplay would work even locally But I was playing Ghost of Tsushima on Alistair's PlayStation. Now, you have upgraded internet, and I have amazing internet, but you now have upgraded internet. And I was playing it with less than a half-second delay to the point where I haven't gotten very far in the game because I just haven't had time to really get into it, and I'm moving in two weeks, and I just decided I'm just going to wait on the game until I move and then just go hog on it. But, like, I was almost as good... There, as I am playing live here like that 's how little lag there was it was and you just yeah. you threw it to me it 's like you know how Tony Stark has the little hologram thing that he just like throws you know what i mean that's like it was it's yeah. essentially the the internet game version of that right you just kind of tossed it to me digitally and then I tossed it back it was awesome it was totally great uh, by yeah. the way, guys, Alistair is totally an aggro go right at your face player, so if you ever play Alistair in a multiplayer game <laughs> he is pure aggro no stealth no subtlety he's just taking the sword right to the face it's great it's absolutely <laughs> i was sneaking through <laughs> the bushes and stuff you were just like no fuck that <laughs> it was awesome but yeah that was amazing SharePlay. can you imagine what they could do with the ps5 hardware dude and, and faster yeah internet. yeah
1: yeah and i'm sure we'll get to that later because i've got lots of thoughts
0: And by the way, really quickly, of course, you know, people always want to find something to complain about. Oh, why don't they have four-person co-op? Well, guys, it's harder to do than you think. That being said, patching in four-player co-op down the road, especially with the transition from the old to the new systems, is totally possible. Mm. I mean, from a programming standpoint, that's 1,000% possible. So we we might be able to see that, Um, especially if it's too locally and too – like if you're sitting with me on a couch and then two other people on their couch – totally doable so but even even if it's you and me and then we've got the other two guys ai is amazing
1: yeah yeah definitely look even the thing is they've got time right we've seen all this gameplay footage we've seen this cgi footage this is pre-alpha and it looks this good so imagine when it comes out i'm thinking middle of next year how good it's going to be and then they've got time for like support and patching and all that stuff later the main thing is that they get the gameplay right, they get these characters right, and it looks like they're 90% there at the moment. So, I'm down for that stuff. That stuff can wait, that's fine.
0: Okay. Um, how would you feel about... Because uh, you've got to do the carrot and the stick when it comes to podcasting, and everyone wants to see Harley and the Suicide Squad. How would you feel about talking some video game topics and then giving people what they want as a climax with the Suicide Squad, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go out on, on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, go for Rather it. Rather
0: than just doing DC back-to-back. Does
1: that sound okay? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Let's do it. All
0: right, so let me just quickly close out the Gotham Knight stuff. Um, I have the Suicide Squad stuff open um, for when we eventually get there. So, all right, Alistair, so two years ago, October 2018, we had our little talk Uh, we talked about politics a bit we talked the um, Alana Pierce story who were both sick of her but it was a hilarious story about her male fans coming after me to protect her honor because they thought I was going after her with an article that was a satire about right wingers going after her and they thought I was destroying her and whatever and that was my first time of like alright let's get off this um, and so we talked about that We talked about waifus And you talked about your full throttle crush growing up And I talked about Chloe Frazier And we talked about some of our other waifus uh, And just the whole notion of waifus And then we talked about games we, And you know, at that point, PlayStation was already dominating With the exclusive God of War had just come out We were predicting it would be Game of the Year Of course, it ended up being Game of the Year So we were right about that um, and, yes. and a whole bunch of other stuff But I'm going to name a few games, Alistair, that you brought up that I had not played at that time and have played since then. Three in particular who have become among my favorite games. Okay, Now, one is a multi-property game that you know what it is. I'm going to save because I hadn't done anything with this property up until that point. I'm going to save it. The first is uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was kind of shitting on Ubisoft at that point because I liked but didn't love Origins. Odyssey had not been released yet at that point. I was saying I thought – I said it looked like Assassin's Creed was on upward trajectory. I had played every Assassin's Creed game since 2 and I liked it, Mm. but I I never was as good as I wanted, even Black Flag. And you were really extolling it and you thought that Odyssey was going to be the step into the next level and 130 hours and 62 levels later with cassandra <laughs> on the playstation 4 which looks great and plays great i don't care what anyone says yeah. odyssey plays great on the playstation mm. 4 it burns my cpu on, on on the computer it plays so high it plays great i love cassandra i love both characters but i play cassandra of course And the story was much better than I thought. It has everything Assassin's Creed I love. It brings in Witcher stuff. It brings in Horizon stuff. It it has no problem. I mean, the Witcher, it looks just like the Witcher dialogue. There's certain things that look just like the Horizon UI. It's shameless, but who cares, you know? Because it's still, I mean, it's barely Assassin's Creed in the old sense. It's a big open world game in the Assassin's Creed style of things. That hadn't come out yet. You and I have both played a ton of it. I've played more of it since than you overall, but it's been longer mm. and you've been playing it a lot lately. Uh, now, we should mention when it first came out, as often with Ubisoft. It was a bit buggy, but the bigger problem was the microtransactions, was that it was extremely hard, even on easy level, to level up in the early game without paying for gear, essentially. And they fixed yeah. they, they fixed all of that, and I did what I always do, which was wait six months on a game. You know what I mean? I waited six months on Mass Effect Andromeda for them to patch it. I waited on Horizon, which I didn't need to, but I still waited on Horizon so I could get the whole package. And I waited on Odyssey. By the time I got Odyssey, the only thing you need to pay money for was, uh, you know, clothing and horses and stuff. It was not hard to level up whatsoever. So, uh, A, were you aware of that early problems with Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Were you playing at that point? Should we hold it against it that that was the case, even though you and I love the game now? Like, let's put it this way. Even my friends who are even madder about that issue than I am agree that if they had just avoided that and gone straight into the odyssey we know now that was game of the year material maybe not win game of the year but would have for sure been nominated for game of the year if it hadn't been for the early controversy i agree with that i think that they were disqualified because of the the microtransaction thing i think ubisoft's learned their lesson division you don't have to spend any money you know even though it's a looter shooter (coughs) i mean there's really nothing to even buy in division two i look at the store just for fun there's really nothing to buy that's even interesting They've learned their lesson. So give me a little personal history of Odyssey, because I know we both love it.
1: Yeah, look, with, with Odyssey, I you know played it as soon as it came out uh, and stopped because of the bugs and the microtransactions. Uh, they also had a bit of issues with the DLC, so a lot of choices in the game. Um, if you choose to uh, sleep with a character of the same sex, the DLC came along and wiped out all of those decisions and forced you into a heteronormative family.
0: Which is so which bizarre sucked, because as, that- Cassandra, sorry, as Cassandra, I only hooked up with women. It wasn't even that hard <clears> and it was very sweet yeah. and romantic the way it all went down in yeah. general.
1: Yeah. So that's a huge that's a huge
0: content fix, which is harder in some ways. It's like it's like movie reshoots, right? Movie reshoots sometimes you just need to get action shots, which actually isn't that hard. In some cases, the one, I obviously, I always use is Rogue One, which needed major content rewrites and reshoots because the characters just weren't dimensional enough. And they two months with these Academy-level actors giving them much better lines and much better characters, and it was a much better movie, that's content reshoots. That's very hard to pull off. They were very lucky. So you're talking about content reshoots, essentially, which is very hard to do. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so... I played enough to write a review (laughs) and then put the controller down. And then I think it was like Christmas. Yeah, Christmas last year. I had like three weeks off and I had not much to do. And yeah, I was like, all right, let's pick it up again and just got sucked into it. And I've been playing it on and off ever since. I I really don't want it to be over because I'm really enjoying it. So I'm it trying not to barrel through it really too much enjoy- and just kind of explore. It's and, never over, it's you know. Great get part. everything down and yeah, yeah. Well, obviously I've got a time frame now, right? Valhalla comes out in November, so I need to be done with this game before November. So yeah, that's my where I'm at at the well, moment. So I just looky hit level What four.
0: I found here. What did you find? I found you playing Assassin's Creed.
1: Oh god, you're gonna show clips of when I was shit, aren't you? 35, yeah, this will be the shit clips.
0: <sighs> you get to see Alistair. Do you know twice? what's really
1: funny? Yeah. Is I only I only found out the other day that um so I got confused why they were calling him Mystios. And not Alexios all through the game. And I thought Mystios was like a nickname. It means Mercy. Everyone just, I know, but I was just like, oh, that's a cool nickname. Uh, and then I only figured that out, when did I play? It? Last night. Well, not to mention, like, no. when you play Cassandra,
0: he has yet another name because he's the bad guy. I assume Cassandra's the bad guy ah. when you play him, right? I assume she's the bad guy. Yes. So she probably, I don't know if she has the same bad guy name. I would love to see her play the bad guy. I could see it with the voice actress, but it's a little bit of a stretch. Um, I, I lo- it, it, look, getting foreign <laughs> actors and actresses to do this stuff is awesome. I give them so many props, but, like, getting ones this good that can play so many versions of themselves... And two that are diametrically yeah, it's opposed.
1: Crazy.
0: There's not a lot of Hollywood actors that can do that, man. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, people mm. like you know, like in DC television, for example, people have to play evil versions of themselves all the time. But like playing an evil version, <laughs> you know, like every week. Well, it's like Killer Frost. You know what I mean? It's like you can do that. You know, and a lot of these actors are very good. But TV is a little bit different than hours and hours and hours of video game of playing another side of yourself. You know, what like. You know how insane it is, all the lines they have to record um, and so forth. So mm. what is so great about this game? We'll forget the early release problems and the sexuality problems and the microtransaction <laughs> problems, which they've really all fixed, in my opinion, up till this point. Um, what, what is yeah. so great about this game? Because for me, it's not even that this is the best Assassin's Creed game. It's just one of the best third-person action RPG games I've ever played.
1: Yeah, like for me, it's up there with Witcher 3. Not as good, but it's, like, yeah, no, on that similar level.
0: I, I, which is like Horizon, and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like, mm, not too far below, honestly. Yeah.
1: And I really feel like it's the story writing. Like, I don't, a lot of times with side missions and DLC, I, like, I like flick through the dialogue, like, yeah, 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 whatever. This game, like, I actually care what the story is and what the characters are doing and what's happening in the world. I want to know. And for a game to get me to do that and hold my attention is such a good thing. And that I think that speaks volumes about the quality of the writing and, and the story, which they just nailed.
0: So, you know, again, what puts The Witcher 3 and Horizon above it for me is the fact that those are transcendent, all-time great stories that I would love to see in a movie, in a book, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. But... This had a this had a way better story than I was expecting, but the difference is, yeah. well, The Witcher... Look, The Witcher's the best because it has the best central story and the best side stories. Horizon side stories, mm-hmm. some good, some not great. The central horizon story, though, is so transcendent and cool that, you know what I mean, it gets an A-plus story-wise for me. This game, central yeah, story, yeah. because there's a few central stories and there's like three different endings and it's a little weird... Um, uh, B- but but these side stories and even the mini-quests in this are so much more interesting than you would expect. And I know some people, like, you look here, yeah. say the facial animations are weird. I, I don't care, you know? I mean, it, I, no. Some it's almost getting too realistic in some games. I almost prefer a little bit more stylized like this. I mean, Alexios and Cassandra are yeah, yeah, amazing sure. in the face. Um, yeah. w- were you also surprised? Because Origins had a great central story, uh, with the husband and wife tale and their dead kid and so forth i thought yeah
1: yeah definitely i loved origins and this is what you know fueled me into odyssey i think the assassin's creed games before this weren't on this level so i was always a bit skeptical about <laughs> about um, oh we got to show the water. jumping into origins but yeah like just the facial animations and Like the way, I don't want to get too crass, but like when you play as Alexios and you, and you know, go to parties and have orgies, just like, just how like rough and you know, rough these warriors were and everything just really translates well. Mm -hmm. in the game and yeah the naval gameplay like everyone's like black flag has the best naval gameplay ever i'm like do you know what this game this game has the best naval gameplay mate this game is optional and
0: you don't even have to do that much of it in black flag it's like so much navy yeah i don't do that much navy because i don't care but when i do it it's so fucking fun
1: yeah because you're not over you're not being you know, it's not overdone, and oh, great! I'm back on the boat. Like mm-hmm. you can level up your ship, and this is what I noticed about this. Um, this is from last night. Um, this is what I noticed is that like I could level up my ship, and all these new cool things were happening on the ship because I hadn't been playing it for a while, so it was a lot more fun to play. Um. So. So yeah, they really know this, so and the water just looks. Oh, uh, beautiful! Mwah. Everything
0: looks beautiful. beautiful again on the PlayStation. Yeah. Look. The best-looking game on the PlayStation 4 in terms of it has no right to look that good, I think, is Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. But that's just because Destiny 2 is optimized mm. to an insane level and looks beautiful and yeah, everything. Yeah. But the best game yeah. in terms of a game that I really like to play that really shouldn't look great is this game. And, and the upgrade from this to like high graphics on PC... And I want to bring mm. this up with Horizon if we have time for it later... It's not that much of a jump from the PlayStation to the PC. For a non-PlayStation exclusive, that's extremely impressive. There you go. You sunk the ship. A Nice job. But yeah, dude, that's what's great is everything's optional in this game. And I want to point out a few things is that Origins introduced a couple things that hardcore Assassin's Creed players might not like, but was clearly building towards this game. One, yeah. that I know you and I agree on, is you could play full aggro if you wanted to. Now, I like (laughs) to stealth a little bit, like, I like to take out three or four guys stealth-wise, and then go to town, but you and I are not that different in terms of me just wanting to go to town, but Odyssey took the combat to another level, with the combat wheel, where you could have, you know, eight uh, uh, melee skills and eight bow skills, all preset, and, like, yeah but they weren't like specials like that's how you fought like if you're just swinging your weapon Mm. in odyssey you're not playing correctly because i do assassin but a lot of the assassin techniques you can use in battle and are extremely powerful right and so i mean yeah this sort of a leading question but you being an aggro player and me being mostly an aggro player Mm -hmm. this sort of game speaks to us and by the way dude I love Batman and some of the Middle Earth games but by the same WB. People look cool. The finishing moves in this mm-hmm. game are the best by far. I, I, there are so oh, many finishing moves. And the fact that you can spin the camera yourself as this, the moves are going on. And by the way, when you have the Trojan Army versus the Spartan Army, I mean, what other game allows you to play 100 soldiers versus 100 soldiers and yet you're in charge on the battlefield? Yeah. No slowdown in performance? Yeah. Like i, I it, that's mm. the, that's again so sad about the release problems this should have been game of the year or at least game of the year contender what what sticks out yeah. to you of uh, all the things i mentioned or maybe some other stuff
1: um i think yeah i agree with all of your points definitely uh the act, i think me taking a big break playing the game was a, definitely a mistake um, I do like that I waited because the DLC so far has been fantastic. Um, and I haven't even scratched the surface. I have even started on the Atlanta stuff. So I'm very, very excited as to what's going to happen there. Um, I find, like, you know, calling the horse is such an easy thing. Like, last time I really got down to calling a horse, calling my horse and being able to jump straight on it and just go. And that's and that sounds like really something really simple, but it just happens so effortlessly. The animation is just really fluent. Um and that's something you getting that little stuff right really makes a difference. Um so I think when I logged off last night there I was go. up to fifty hours.
0: So you're taking on a level thirty four mercenary here. Uh or thirty six. What level are you on?
1: Uh I think I think i was well ahead 13. of this guy
0: you're murdering him you're destroying this guy
1: yeah i think i was 38 <laughs> yeah but yeah
0: so what's interesting is you know ghost of tsushima they specifically for the most part don't have a lock-on feature up oh, here we go the the giant attack amazing um well you can lock on in games like this i don't ever really do it i re-
1: i don't no i
0: prefer to keep it fluid because you know where he is <laughs> and where he's coming from
1: and if you and if there's like a whole like if you go into like a here you go a castle or, here comes. or a fort and oh
0: play, nice yeah in a castle or a
1: fort um and yeah if you like lock on and there's like five enemies around you and you take on all of them at once it's just easier not to lock on and then you can just take out a few at a time
0: very cool very cool um, how are you feeling about Valhalla? I, I, I love Vikings culture. I even like some of the Vikings show. I've been to Scandinavia. Mm. I just think, for me, Africa as some place I've been to and love with origins, and Greece as someone who studied philosophy in college and love that, like you know, Socrates and, and Democritus were characters. Those two environments yeah. I love. The problem is the Vikings mm. were just killers who were very poor with rudimentary weapons, and they expanded yeah. because they had nothing they were living with nothing, mm. and they had to it, it's pure economics with them um and mm-hmm. even God of War, yeah, it's supposedly Vikings, but who's your lead character? He's from Sparta, you know what I mean um so w- what's your feeling about where Valhalla is? Do we even know where it is, and you know do you have expectations that it can? Surpass Odyssey or even meet Odyssey?
1: I'm throwing my expectations out the window. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, because this is going to be the first game that I play on PlayStation Five. So interesting. I because it's coming out the week after Cyberpunk comes out, and I'm sorry, but Cyberpunk will get my full and undivided attention for who knows how long. Um, definitely until the PS5 comes out. Unless so Valhalla it's will in be bugs
0: and you have to wait two months for it to be bug-free. I'm just being honest here. Yeah.
1: True. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure... I have faith in CD Projekt Red. I have complete faith in them. So I, I truly believe that it will be fine. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'll be my first PS5 game. So I'm throwing expectations out the window... Um, I'm just looking forward, hoping it's on the same level as Odyssey. Is what I hope.
0: Absolutely, but Absolutely. I don't know.
1: What about you? What are your? Are you going to pick it up, or are you going to wait you and wanna, see? You, you want to do the Ubi
0: talk We should do the Ubi talk So Ubisoft, yeah, yeah, in yeah. addition to always making good to great games, but seeming to struggle out of the gate with them in various ways, has also had. Fire a whole bunch of executives for sexual harassment and worse things. Before their big event a few months ago, as you know, the day before the big Valhalla release, they fired like three more guys just to clean house. This is happening in a lot of companies. It's not just Ubisoft. It doesn't look good. At least they're acknowledging it. You know, the two big things are, of course, the sexual harassment, which is happening in Hollywood and everywhere. But with games, as you know, it's Crunch, which is working people 100 220 hours a week without compensating them they're not required to do it but there's so much social pressure in terms of the corporate culture and let's yeah. not dude even people that we love you know um like the people at naughty dog and so forth and cd project red have admitted that they have been guilty of this and part of the reason uh cyberpunk keeps getting pushed back is because cd project red was like you know what we don't want to have to deal with Crunch anymore. You guys can wait a little bit longer. Yeah. This game's going to be yeah. great, but we're not going to be slave drivers, uh, you know what I mean, with our company. And that's the yeah. right, right way to do it. And even Last of Us was a little delayed for similar reasons. You know, Neil Druckmann is known as a slave driver at Naughty Dog. Um, but they're going to, uh, you know, let's be honest, part of the reason they had to start Uncharted 4 from scratch was as a result mm. of the slave driving, you know what I mean, and not, and not getting it done. So Ubisoft has had some problems there. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the most disappointing game since I started playing video games again because I love Mm -hmm. Wildlands. It's a totally flawed game in which the story makes no difference. You're just killing drug dealers but it's beautiful. Mm. The shooting mechanics are spectacular. It combines third person movement, first person shooting which I don't know why more games don't do it. It's awesome. The shooting mechanics are great Um, and you know, like just if they modeled a huge chunk of um, Bolivia Like, to to a T. I mean, you can see the original topographic map and everything. And, you know, people, of course, like all those games, like, oh, it's political, it's, you know, pro-US, blah, blah, blah. It is sort of a little bit, but it actually portrays the situation with the drug dealers and the government pretty accurately. Um, (laughs) And it turns out that your handler is, like, kind of pretty corrupt and that's sort of the point and that was supposed to lead into Breakpoint with the John Bernthal character who was a good guy who turned against the US because of the corruption of the CIA and so forth it's such a horrible game, (laughs) it plays terribly it looks terrible it it takes nothing of the good parts of Ghost Recon, uh, Wildlands it's absolute disaster my theory on this dude is they are putting so much into Far Cry games um, and so much into uh, uh, Assassin's Creed games that yeah. And the Division 2, which, by the way, was one of the cleanest games, multiplayer or not, at launch of all time. There's been almost no major bug problems, even though it's a multiplayer game. Division 2 is super clean. Um, and and uh, so between all of those properties, I just don't think they're focusing on Ghost Recon. They shouldn't have even done it. They should have stayed with the Division 2. Um, and and I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not a Far Cry guy. I've played some Primal uh, with your recommendation. I think it's really cool. I have to get back into that. Um, But yeah, I mean Odyssey for me It was just the world and Cassandra And everything around her just totally grabbed me And I'm gonna keep an open mind About Valhalla Um, But dude, even Cyberpunk I love CD Projekt Red from The Witcher 3 Which I have something to say in a second But like I'm not the guy to pre-order. The only game I've ever pre-ordered was Jedi Fallen Order, with Star Wars, because it's Star Wars, but I knew it was good from insiders and people I know. I was just like, I knew this game was going to be good. I knew I was going to buy it. So, But that was literally it. I never pre-order any game. and Games are usually buggy on launch. So if Valhalla's awesome, hell yeah. I really like Origins. I love to fuck out of Odyssey. And if I, as long as I can play my female character in Valhalla, sure, you know. Um, but... Uh, yeah. But... Uh, do you mind if we chuck cyberpunk really quickly? Uh, w- yes. Which is, when we bro- broached this two years ago, you and I were like, we're excited about this game. We kind of wish they were doing Witcher 4 instead or at the same <laughs> time. We um, sure,
1: saw, but... But
0: that was also, dude, if you can believe it, two years ago, not only had I not played The Witcher 3, I had not read The Witcher books... So within six months of that podcast with you, I played The Witcher 3 all the way through, 150 hours, read all The Witcher books numerous times, and made my prediction that if Netflix, they just gotten Henry Cavill... I love the production team, I, and that's when I made my prediction. I said that if Netflix does this series right, it's going to blow people away and going to be one of the biggest shows in the world. It's happened even way faster than I thought. And let's be honest, <laughs> people wanted to replace Game of Thrones and kind of wanted to forget about Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? And, and, and this does things better than Game of Thrones does in some ways, but also does some stuff that Game of Thrones does that people like. Now they're doing multiple shows. We've got the anime show. we got the prequel show. we got various games, blah, 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 blah. I guess what I'm saying, man, is I'm not worried about a Witcher 4, 5, and 6. It's going to happen at some point because everyone's on this. Like, you don't see this that often where the author, the TV production team, and the video game team seem to, at this point, after hammering out a few issues, seem to all be on the same page about this property. And that is, and I mean this as a compliment, dangerous to other companies because that property was already huge. But, like, now you've got the people reading the books, playing the games, watching the show, listening to the audiobooks, which are spectacular. This property, there's no limit because there's much better material and more of it than Game of Thrones, in my opinion, where the books aren't that good. Game of Thrones was all about the HBO show. This is already going in so many directions. Um, yeah. Just your general thoughts about The Witcher. Um, uh, 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 in the last two years? Because you had played it and loved it and couldn't believe I hadn't played it. And now looking back, I can't believe I hadn't played it. I, it was shortly thereafter that I did. And then got obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with the books and the audio books. Uh, just open form about The Witcher games or or otherwise.
1: Um, Yeah, just that it's definitely become like, you know, this massive pop culture thing. Like, as you said, movies, books, audio books, games, TV, Sorry, I said movies. I'm sure movies are being planned and coming. I'm sure they are. Um, and there's so many places to go. Like, it's not all just about Gerald, even though it is. Um, there's so Don't, many places not, they can do go. Do not
0: tell the Yennefer, the Yennefers that. Do not tell the Yennefers <clears> that. They do not want to hear I'm,
1: that. I'm just saying there's so many places that they can go with this. It's it's just, we're just kind of just scratching the surface. So I'm very excited, to. I'm loving the hype. I got the whole set of books for my birthday, so I'm very, very, very excited. And it's to not. You when you read the books, those.
0: that's the thing, dude. It's, it's ultimately not about Geralt or Yennefer. It's about Siri, which is why I call it the Ciri saga. Mm. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's ultimately about Siri and Geralt and Yennefer revolving around Siri. I thought it was brilliant making Yennefer the sort of lead of the first season because that's not the case in those books whatsoever um really mm. dandelion and Geralt are the only ones that are in almost all the stories from the last wish and sort of destiny but they had to get people yep. on board with yennefer and she's become already like more of a cult classic than Khaleesi or some of the game of thrones characters like instantaneously and they haven't even unleashed freya allen as Ciri yet. people will not believe and they haven't read the books. <laughs> How different she is from the seeming helpless Disney princess, guys. Mm. You get the elder blood magic going. Mm-mm. You, you <laughs> just wait, just wait. So I'm excited for you to read the books and be on the, the Bizzle um, book club about that. Um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, keep opinion. going. Yeah.
1: Um, no, that was that was it. But really. you're happy. I mean, yeah. you,
0: you're you know, you haven't consumed as much as often as I have. You did before I did, yeah. you, you saw it, but you must be thrilled, even though you're not as much of a, I don't think, a fantasy junkie as me. Like, fantasy for me is like comic books for you, I think, if you want to compare time, going um, back to childhood, and I'm, so forth.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely more fantasy. Like, Lord, like Lord of the Rings was my childhood. Not, right, not right, but, the plot. Right. Um, but <laughs> Lord of the Rings was, was my childhood. It's the first, like, adult book that my pop forced me to sure. read um, the trilogy and The Hobbit and really kind of got me into that world. And yeah, I could talk about that for days, but let's not.
0: Well, sure. But I, I guess what <laughs> I'm saying... Speaking. Really quickly, though. What I was going saying was, I read the X-Men growing up. I know a lot about the X-Men. I still read the X-Men. I see the Marvel movies. I like some of them. I see the DC movies. But like, to quote Simi, my bottom bitch when it comes to genre is is fantasy as a a genre. And that's why I'm switching to more fantasy sci-fi coverage on the Bizzlecast, because I'm just sick of talking about Star Wars, DC, and Marvel, which honestly have never been the biggest part of my life. And now that there's been a rebirth with The The Witcher, and then the sci-fi side, The Expanse, and there's all sorts of interesting fantasy series on Prime and Netflix. I mean, fantasy is like experiencing a huge rebirth. I could not be more excited, because... Dude, there's cert- with all the magic and stuff, there's certain stories you can tell in fantasy, you know, like The Witcher talks about genocide and ethnic cleansing, you know, in ways that people can digest mm-hmm. that you wouldn't want to in, like, a, a realism modern fiction book, right? You can talk about some of those issues.
1: Yeah, yeah What are you going to say?
0: you were about to do a transition a second ago to something. Uh, Lord of the Rings, childhood fantasy, you were about to transition.
1: Um, yeah, up with Lord no, of the I,
0: Rings,
1: uh, yeah, so it was kind of like my first uh foray into the whole thing. Um, so
0: oh, and by the way, I think that feeds into Odyssey being awesome too because even though it's based on Greek mm. history, when you add all the Greek mythology with the giant beasts and the cyclopses yeah, and everything, and they it feels like a they... it feels like the Iliad, it feels like the Odyssey, like they towed. Like, there's one yeah. thing in Origins where you fight a giant snake, you know, and it's, like, really on the nose. It's like, oh, we're in Egypt with the Asp. It's a giant snake. It doesn't really have to do with the mythology. Here, they take everything good in the Iliad and the Odyssey <laughs> and make it come to life. When you fight a giant Cyclops level 40, you're like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm about to get my ass beat.
1: Even, like, those, like last night I did the Sphinx, uh, where the Sphinx comes to life and you have to solve the
0: puzzle. So there's three endings to the have game essentially. I, I don't, I'm gonna comment on that because okay. there's some spoilery I just spoil stuff. One piece. Yeah, Sorry. no, 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 it's fine. Okay. I just want to point out <laughs> uh, you were talking about earlier. There's the family story. There is the uh, um, secret society that's gonna take over the world story, and then there's the mm-hmm. Atlantean story. I have beaten the first two, and I've gotten to the Atlantean, but I went back on mm-hmm. my save because for the Atlantean there's some um, the present day stuff and i was not nearly ready to stop mm-hmm. playing and so i actually have done everything mm-hmm. up to the final atlantean um, third and final story at level 62 which mm-hmm. won't be a problem but i want to explore this world and keep playing and that was another thing we talked about in the old podcast dude was open world uh games which is there's certain games that are just meditative mm-hmm. to run around whether it's horizon Um, or Odyssey. Now, The Witcher, I don't think, is one of those games. I think The Witcher survives because there's so much good story, and there's so much good story everywhere. But running (sighs) around monster to monster, murdering monsters, it's not the same as running through nature with Cassandra and, and Aloy, for example. Which isn't, I mean, The Witcher's worse, it's just a different experience. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if you agree, yeah, or if yeah. you have more games. Oh, Breath of the Wild is the perfect example. You can go hours in Breath of the Wild without literally mm-hmm. any combat, right? It's, it's called Breath of the Wild. Uh, and, and that's part of yeah. the reason people love that game. That might be a transition, but I'm going to let you talk about that, that topic if you have any Otherwise, I have a list of games to run through and do quick thoughts on. And then we'll do uh, the the Suicide Squad and lead out. Um, But the open world thing, any other? um, Oh, this is the perfect time. Top five uh, games of this generation for you. Um, I was going to say PS4 exclusives, but fuck it. Uh, Top (laughs) five console games for you of this generation. They probably are. <laughs> yeah, they probably are. <laughs> to be
1: fair, they they probably are PS4 exclusive. Not Odyssey. Um, sorry, I, it just cut out there. So not far.
0: not Odyssey. Then not Odyssey. Uh,
1: I don't know if I would just because there's so many on PlayStation that I just like more. Sorry,
0: I believe so, your top five I, were, if I'm remembering, Uncharted Four, God of War. To, yeah. Horizon yeah. um mm-hmm. maybe Spider-Man and Days Gone were those the do five
1: um Last of Us 2 would definitely be in there um and I would probably also put Ghost of Tsushima in there
0: mm. I
1: I played Spider-Man through once and you know what I tried to play it again and I went
0: yeah I was that I didn't like it
1: but i uh, I'm like I might come back one day when the inevitable Spider-Man PS5 remastered complete edition comes out. You know it's happening. Of
0: course.
1: So, I'll I'll probably jump back into it then. And if they update the graphics like they do uh, with Miles Morales, count me in. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I wouldn't put it in my top five. Sorry.
0: Yeah, but... I mean, it's clearly the the biggest, most ambitious, and mostly well-executed game that Marvel's done, which is saying almost nothing. I mean, even the LEGO games, everyone agrees, the DC ones are better than the Marvel ones. I'm not sure what it is, because Marvel, <laughs> yeah, money-wise, well, is winning think, everywhere else. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I think with with the LEGO games, and I've been with LEGO since DayDot. Preach. Uh, I think because DC... Like, Lego Batman was one of the first Lego games. So, it's grown with the gameplay, the friend, like, the characters, the DC character, the world, has grown with the Lego games as they've evolved and changed. So, the audience has grown with it, whereas anytime they've done a Marvel game, so the Lego Marvel uh, Avengers, which is terrible, um, lego marvel superheroes one and two they've all tried to do something wildly different from the other lego games gameplay wise that's annoying and irritating whereas the other ones you know what you're getting in for and they just change a couple of things and improve a couple of mechanics and you're like okay this is a good time whereas specifically lego marvel superheroes two just changed everything too much and everyone was like eh. I I don't even want to play through the story. That's how much I don't care about it. Um,
0: Speaking of open world, guys, just a quick uh, look at Alistair playing some Ghosts of Tsushima here, which is, I think, very fitting as the final PlayStation game. I mean, the biggest praise and the biggest criticism of this game is it's another great PlayStation open world action RPG, to which I say... Great. Keep them coming. Because third-person, yeah. as you know, 95% of the games I like to play, third-person, action, RPG, open-world games, whether it's Batman or Ghost of Tsushima, these are my type of games. I don't know if I'm going to get into this one as much as the other ones. I need to give it more time. Mm. It's certainly beautiful. Would you agree, though, that this is a fitting end, even more than The yeah. Last of Us in some ways, from a symbolic oh. way? Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And this yeah. is the last... So, this is the last game that I'm playing on PS4. I'm not playing anything new on PS4. Um, this is it for me. This is the last one. So, it was a fitting end because Infamous Second Son was one of the first games that I played on PS4. And they're both from the same same this bookend suite and beginning and end. So... For me, this, especially coming out of The Last of Us 2, this was therapy <laughs> because I was so shook um, after The Last of Us 2. And this is just such a journey and it's so beautiful and it it's a joy to play. It was just like the a beautiful goodbye to one of my favorite consoles of all time. Uh, and PlayStation 4 will be the first console that I'm not selling. I will keep my yeah, PS4 Pro. Yeah, me too. Pro yep, I'm keeping all it for this. Games God of War, Horizon.
0: Selling. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yep. Totally agree.
1: Yeah, Totally agree. Yeah.
0: Um, yep, I would yep, disagree yep. with people who say this is clearly the most beautiful game. It's very beautiful, and there are some mm. very Japanese artistic shots that are gorgeous. But in terms of the environment, I still think Horizon and God of War can go toe-to-toe with this game. That's just me personally. I, I could be way off. I got maybe I have to go back to those games. I think all three of those games look spectacular. Oh yeah, them.
1: I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying this one was yeah, just a great way to close it off.
0: Um and uh, um, uh, was was I gonna ask you about that? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Really quickly about Horizon. Um, mm. uh, kind of surprised me it came to PlayStation. Um, and then didn't surprise me that they had bugs. Um, and then also didn't surprise me that they fixed the bugs relatively quickly, and also didn't surprise me that they're selling a shit ton of copies at Epic and Steam. Mm. Duh, it's an amazing game, everyone wants to play it. But I said, of all the PlayStation games, why port this one? It looks so good on the PlayStation 4, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not against Mm. it, but like, like, for example, Death Stranding was always made with a PC port in mind. horizon was not it it didn't really make sense to me you know what i mean it it still looks so good on the playstation it's like ghost of tsushima are they going to port this eventually probably they certainly don't need to it plays and looks great you know the argument is a frame rate thing you know competitive gamers like 60 frames per second but if it's not a shooter if it's this (coughs) kind of game excuse me i prefer 30 or 40 frames per second because it's more cinematic Mm -hmm. there's Alistair, you know this. Yeah. There's a reason movies are 24 frames per second and have always been 24 frames per second. It looks like a movie. It looks cinematic. When it's 60 frames per second, it's it's too smooth. I sometimes turn it down. Like, I turn it down odyssey. Yeah.
1: Remember when they tried that with The Hobbit and it was terrible?
0: Can you speak up a I little did. bit? Your volume went down.
1: Oh, sorry. Does everyone remember when they tried to speed up the frame rate yeah. in The Hobbit movies and they looked terrible? Yeah
0: Yeah And they combined it With an early version Of 4K too So it was too fast And too sharp It looked absolutely horrible Yeah Yeah Absolutely Um, Okay So uh, Couple quick hits About uh, games That I know you love And then We'll move on To the final section Here we'll watch The Suicide Squad Trailer Animal Crossing And Stardew Valley You love these games, (laughs) everyone loves these games, I can't get into any of them, I understand why people love the games, I support the loving Mm. and playing of these games, it's just not my thing. Mm. Stardew I can get into a little bit, Animal Crossing is just way too weird and bland for me. Stardew has some cool stuff going on. Give me the why Animal Crossing is great, but why Stardew's great, and you play both.
1: Oh... I think Animal Crossing is interesting. It was always going to be popular, but I think Animal Crossing released at the very start of the COVID craziness and lockdown. So for me, Animal Crossing, uh, all my friends at the time were running out to buy a Switch to play Animal Crossing. So while we were sitting at home, we could visit each other's islands and have something fun to do and interact with each with each other through this medium and i really truly believe like it was always going to be a popular game but this made it a uh, uber popular game um and it even if you log on now you'll see there's a lot less people playing (laughs) um because that kind of you know interacting with friends fad has kind of passed Uh, Stardew Valley has been a part of my life for three, four years. Uh, I have it on every single piece of technology that I own. So I have it on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, my phone, my tablet and PC. And I have a different farm on every one. And it's just one of those games that I don't feel like I have to play every day. I don't have to you know keep up with it i can just go hey i've got 10 minutes let's see what my farm's up to or hey i'm bored i want to play this for four hours and it's just that sense of totally it just helps me relax there was a game on playstation 3 called flower Hmm. i don't know if you remember it i do not Um, done by that done by that game company uh who did journey uh, it was their game before that. And basically the whole game is, and it's going to sound weird, is you are literally a petal of a flower and you fly, you like float along in the breeze, in the wind, and you collect other petals and go through fields. And there's a whole lot more to it, but it's, it had a killer soundtrack and I was going through a really, really hard time in my life. And this game helped me relax and de-stress and come back to a place of normal every day and stardew valley is the new version of that for me Mm. i guess and Hmm. the good news is now we've evolved a lot since playstation 3 and i can literally have this game at my fingertips anytime that i need it so i call it stardew therapy um oh yeah the the therapeutic aspect of both
0: games cannot be uh overstated yeah absolutely absolutely um,
1: so that's my feelings on those two But starts, I got but, it on Steam on PC for the mods yep <laughs>
0: um, what do you make of the Switch situation? I got the Switch because of COVID, a lot of people did, they sold a ton of units because yeah. of the situation um, <clears throat> it seems they're actually uh, um, maybe perhaps speeding up uh, the, the new unit to be here's me playing Assassin's Creed um, uh, with a trident which I never use but it's hilarious um <laughs> which they um you know they said that wasn't gonna happen in 2021 we kind of thought maybe they would do in 2021 nintendo's always in the you know off years you know it doesn't release against xbox and playstation but this is a whole different thing i thought the switch uh what's it's kind of gimmicky but i also thought the wii was gimmicky and that's a ton of units Mm. and the switch is doing great um and the fact that I bought a Switch Lite and have no interest in plugging it in and am fine just playing it on portable, I, I wish the screen was bigger and it's going to mm. get better, but I, I think ultimately mm. they they thrive on portable units, and being able to plug it in is cool, but they've sold a billion-plus units of the- between all the DSs, Game Boys, and 3DSs over the years. It- it- Nintendo just knows how to do portable gaming, and I think they should keep going with that. Your thoughts about the state of the Switch right now?
1: Um, I think we definitely need a new model. Uh, I definitely want, you know, a larger screen, a better battery. Um, I want Bluetooth connectivity so I can connect my, you know, good, expensive Sony headphones to it um, wirelessly. And I would love an upgraded graphics card so I can play things like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Um, you know, level kind of games on the system. Um, the fact that The Witcher Three runs on the Switch still blows my mind. Yeah, that it can that it can run the game and all the DLC. Like it doesn't look as beautiful as it does on, on PC and consoles, but it still looks great.
0: It looks way better on PCs, but the jump between Switch and consoles is not as much as mm. you would think. But the jump, yeah, to PC- yeah, the jump to a nice PC is from a gameplay. I mean. Once I did Witcher three with my second playthrough on my PC with my Xbox controller, it, it was way better mm-hmm. from a gameplay standpoint. Um, yeah. but, th- but but as I've pointed out to to friends when I, who I talked to who are just discovering it on Switch. Because the combat is specifically done in a very small area. Like with Aloy, you're on a horse running miles around these giant, you know, robot creatures. It wouldn't work as well. Geralt, it's almost like a chessboard, right? It's not that big of a field of battle, and they all converge on you anyways, right? And so you don't actually need a big screen in order for the combat to work. So I always thought that would work, um, if, if that makes sense. More so than games with sort of expansive... Uh, combat areas.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens with that. It'll be an interesting interesting time. But yeah, I really hope they do give us another Switch next year, please. please. And and by
0: the way, now the waiting for Witcher 4, and that is my horse, by the way, guys. I have a Pegasus with purple wings. Um, (laughs) uh, There's my boom. Um... uh, now the waiting for Witcher 4 is great, dude, because as we know, all the Witcher games are ahead in time period than anything that's been done before, but now they're going to be jumping mm. past, present, and future, but on top of that, we're going to be learning so much more about the universe at large, but also Siri and everything around the Ciri story the conjunction of the spheres going all the way back, the history of the witchers and so forth. So now Mm. getting multiple seasons of Netflix, of which now the writer Andrzej Sapkowski is going to be involved, which was not originally part of the plan. He just wanted them to do something cool. And now they sucked him in because Lauren Hissrich, my girl, the producer just sucked him in. Uh, with her passion and charisma, and now they got him, you know, working on the conjunction of the spheres, which is new lore, a fantasy. You know, like you can say this happened on Game of Thrones, but that was just finishing an already done story. This is a totally new section of time, uh, done by the actual author. It's a huge, huge, huge treat that we get this, um, and so no reason for CD Projekt Red to to rush it. And honestly whether cyberpunk is a B plus or an A plus, it does it's not going to make any difference for future Witcher games. The Witcher games yeah. are going to be great no matter what, because the storytelling is great. Um, and uh, you know, I just hope the cyberpunk games aren't just deus ex meets ghost in the shell meets blade runner. Cause I love those properties, <laughs> but I, I want something else. I don't love yeah. that. It's called cyberpunk. And the fact that they're using it, it's like calling, a, it's like calling your fantasy game fantasy One Hundred One or something. Um, so yeah, uh yeah. you know a we'll we'll little see. bit of pressure um have you heard anything out of that camp or it's just pushing it back pushing it back pushing it back
1: no just pushing it back yeah
0: uh, okay a couple quick ones so you have not played fire emblem which i've spent 100 hours on
1: no i have not no
0: it's amazing i mean i don't know if you've played the other fire emblem games but like everything great about the strategy part of fire emblem you get but man does the, you know, social simulator part with the, the, the Japanese, uh, very Japanese genre, uh, the social simulator back at the castle where you're forming relationships, not romanticness this always, but like just in general, relationships is done so well. It's great storytelling. It's 2D artwork that looks absolutely gorgeous. They make the strategy mm-hmm. even way more fun and dimensional without overcomplicating it with numbers. Um, I, I can't speak highly enough. It was robbed and not getting a Game of the Year nomination, honestly. In terms of how many genres it brings in—RPG, strategy, social simulator—you uh, know—it it really should have gotten a nod. I know you've played it. Have you heard anything about it? Is this something that interests you because it's always been one of my favorite yeah. genres. But it's normally one that I play in bed and just grind out like for fun. This was like a really engaging story experience. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the only <laughs> thing that's different from a game you play is turn-based. Uh, strategic combat. Um, yeah, yeah. But this is so heavily weighted towards the RPG aspect in a way that's never been done before. That you actually spend close to three quarters of your time doing RPG slash. Like let's put the it like it, it, it's more it's more persona than it is Fire Emblem for large portions of the game. Um, which yeah, I yeah. I didn't see coming and I didn't think I would like and I ended up loving. Um, so it's definitely worth mm. a shot. Um, and just as a genre-bending game. So we're going to jump into... I really appreciate you being on. we got to show them the Suicide Squad uh, just Kill the Justice League trailer, which I'm going to mostly let you talk about. Yes. I'm not really into Su- Suicide Squad. Stuff like okay. this, I'm just sort of like, ah, I could take or leave it. Um, final question, though, before we do this, is a um, big-picture question. Do you see Sony dominating Microsoft in the next generation in the same way it did in this generation?
1: is the definitive answer. For the same
0: reasons? For the same reasons?
1: I think think Microsoft are leaning very heavily on Game Pass. Mm. And they're like, they've already said we don't care if we don't sell as many consoles as PlayStation does. And I'm like, I think you will care (laughs) in the long run. I think you'll care because if PlayStation have a PlayStation 5, or four even in as many houses as possible in people's homes. Like if I was, this is a weird comparison, but looking back to when I was a student, Mm -hmm. if game pass was a thing, when I was a student, my gaming life would have been much, much richer. Yeah. Like much better. That's what I would have done if I was a student and couldn't afford games.
0: That's funny. The way you said that, like you will, that's like empire strikes back. Uh, and Luke is uh, training with Yoda. He's like, I'm not afraid, Yoda. You will be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, you, if you're not afraid, you should be, and you will be. So, all right, dude, well, this was great. I, look, the fact that, you know, one or both of the DC games are already up at the top of the list of my most anticipated games, you know I'm a gamer first. I, I love Batgirl, but if that game looked like shit, or it t- is shit, I obviously won't play it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but it helps I love those characters, but I don't play the Batman Arkham games because it's Batman. I play it because they're great <laughs> fucking games. And as long as these games are yeah, great or fucking games, we can do it. Speaking of which, I'd love for them to bring some of the older Arkham games to Switch. That's a different story. So, okay uh i'll ask you the same quick question then we'll get into it did you know that this trailer was coming that there was a suicide squad game that it was rock steady did you know anything about this
1: uh well we had the poster reveal a couple of days before um yeah so that was about the extent of what i knew so yes Yes. very surprised very impressed at the quality of it which we'll see in a minute and i'll talk all all over
0: yeah, this is a cool shot here, and this shot of Superman is just terrifying. Um, yeah, do you li- I
1: love it so you, much.
0: Did you line it up on your computer?
1: Uh, yep, yep, all good to go.
0: All right, three, two, one, and play. Done. I'm going to keep mine pretty low-volume. Feel free to talk.
1: Okay. I just want to, like... While it's getting through the titles, I just want to say, if anyone's played Sunset Overdrive on Xbox, I get the same colors and vibes from this trailer.
0: And to a point. These aren't the traditional Suicide Squad co- colors, which is cool. And that's one mm. thing they're doing with all the different Harley things, is they all look kind of different, which is cool.
1: yeah. And they're uh, moving things to Metropolis, which I'm very excited about because I'm mm-hmm. sick of
0: Gotham. So I'll just Sorry, say, my biggest complaint about this is that the graphics look even more realistic than the other game. But then when you see them move around, it doesn't look quite as fluid. But this game is way less far and in development than Gotham Knights. Way less far in development. Yeah. So this yeah,
1: is this yeah. two years away. So that's fine. They've got so much time. Um, They just had to show us something (laughs) I think Just to get us hyped and excited For what this is Super excited that they're going with Brainiac Like I love love that That they're diving Into that more uh, Supernatural alien Fantastical element Mm -hmm. Rather than oh look it's Deadshot
0: again Side note Um, I have tons of friends who love Suicide Squad movie and Harley in general hate the Harley cartoon because they think it's, like, overly snarky. I'm like, how can you like the other Harleys and not the Harley cartoon? Like, oh that's so God. Harley. I love the Harley yeah. cartoon. I, it has the a lot of heart. The Harley cartoon is
1: amazing. It has a lot of yeah. heart.
0: It's sweet. I mean, it, you don't expect <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, it's great. And her, her relationship with Ivy. I really hope Ivy's in this game at some point. Just, um, I don't know. The... I really hope that there's a lot more characters in this game than what we're seeing. I don't care if they're not playable, just as long as they have, like, a moment with these different characters. I really love Deadshot. His design looks really, really good. Um, and going with the uh, Captain Boomerang teleporting is amazing.
0: Everyone hated Jai Courtney after Terminator, and they all love him now. It's funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's right. He did Terminator. I forgot about which I love Terminator
0: Genesis, but he was clearly the weak link. Uh, but that's because he was playing a Captain America character, which didn't fit him. Like Captain <laughs> Boomerang fits him. It was just bad casting. Yeah. Amelia Clark carried the story, but he was it wasn't right for him. I do like that movie though.
1: I love the way that like you're you can use your jet fuel to you know burn enemies alive. I really like that idea. Can I just say also to any American watching, Australians do not sound like this. We hate that you think this is what we sound like. We do not. Everyone hates the Aussie accents in American things, especially this. Which it's is, like the most the most commented thing.
0: And here funny. he is, here he is. Yeah. <sighs> because mostly you guys do American accents flawlessly and nobody knows. Yeah.
1: I love this reveal, this whole, like, King Shark, like, oh,
0: it's Superman,
1: and Harley's like, oh, leave us alone. We're just trying to help. And then that point of pure horror when they're like, oh, shit, that's who we have to kill. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if Harley was just like, Martha. <laughs> like trying anything you know what I mean like oh we're fucked we're fucked <laughs> so what is this just flipping the, good and the guy, interesting, bad guy situation the
1: interesting the yeah. interesting thing is too it's the whole Justice League it's not just Superman they're gonna have to take down the whole Justice League um, and that excites me too we've only seen Superman so obviously there's gonna be Wonder Woman, Batman because mm-hmm. that's definitely part of the trilogy possibly Aquaman possibly Green Lantern Cyborg So that's going to be interesting to see Mm. how they all fit into this game. Um, I already have a theory about the final boss battle for this game. If I can dive into that.
0: Sure. Possible spoilers ahead. guys. Um, Go ahead.
1: Well, I don't know this for sure, but my theory is, because we're taking on Brainiac is that the suicide squad will mobilize the Justice League and free them from Starro's control. Mm. Sorry, why did I say Starro? Brainiac's control. Uh, And then at the very end of the game, uh, you'll flick, once they free Superman from his control, you'll flick over control to Superman and have to destroy um, him playing as Superman, which is what something, I think, the only way that you could successfully be Superman in a game would be to do it on this level of destroying a being of equal power that's my theory that's a good theory
0: i have a question i just thought of so you know you sometimes complain about too many batman things too many superman things you grew up an aquaman guy you like all sorts of weird characters and interesting characters uh i I, I had i had an interesting thought right now um and as, as we do the final section here i'm sure you won't mind me playing um uh the video game trailers on repeat in the background um no go back for it to go back for it. um which is not being a truth and justice superman guy and not being an old school batman guy does it actually free you from some of these preconceptions and you know I don't think into Zack Snyder but oh, as someone yeah. as someone who likes the darker vision of BVS and Man of Steel and someone who likes Suicide Squad mm-hmm. darker visions doesn't matter to me either way I just like stuff or I don't like stuff I don't have the DC connection but like for example with the X-Men, it has to be dark. And when they get goofy, like an X-Men <laughs> first class, I don't love it. It doesn't really yeah. feel like X-Men to me. Okay. You know what I mean? So so for me, it yeah. has to be dark. You can go sort of all, all the different directions. Like, I didn't grow up w- with the Avengers. Yeah. I just didn't think they were as cool as the X-Men. Spidey was way not cool enough. Um, so do you think growing up an <laughs> Aquaman guy and liking weird characters sort of opens you up to a wider variety?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like... I think I definitely have limits. Like, with Swamp Thing, if someone tried to do a campy, you know, jokey Swamp Thing, I would probably hate it and be very angry and upset. Um, you loved that show. You were really
0: upset about that.
1: Yeah. that like So, Swamp Thing is... So, Aquaman is number one. Swamp Thing is number two, um, as far as comic book characters go by ranking for me. Um, so, if someone... Took it on a campy route, I would be pretty pissed off. Very environmentalist so I, I can under,
0: you? Very environmentalist. I can
1: understand. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand why why fans of Batman and Superman get so passionate.
0: Sure,
1: but I feel like there's there's a line mm-hmm. between between passion and just what are you doing? <laughs> and I find the internet. Mm-hmm the internet allows a space for people to be way too anonymous and say terrible things about other people and Mm. other things when they really should just probably keep their mouth shut, Mm -hmm. um, and do things the right way and follow, Mm -hmm. follow the right process. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Like a lot of characters I love, I'll never see on the screen. Animal man. I'll never see him Mm -hmm. on screen. He doesn't even have a comic anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, the thought of, you know, a man that can become any animal that's drawn on by, you know, drawing up blood from the ground is just fantastical to my warped brain. Mm. Um, so, it's, yeah, I guess probably the answer would be yes. So, Superman, I'm, I love Camp Superman. I love Dark Superman. It's fine. It doesn't matter if it doesn't fit into the canon. I don't care just give me a good story
0: so here's what's interesting man is people say oh you're a marvel guy you're a star wars guy i say let me give you the math guys there's been what 26 mcu films Mm. i only like really like 10 of them four avengers (laughs) four avengers three captain america black panther thor one guardians one after that i don't love anything star wars love rogue one I like Force Awakens a lot, don't love it. I like Han Solo, don't love it. The other two I really don't like. So there's maybe two for five, two and a half for five. DC, Suicide Squad, I I, I appreciate. It's just not my thing. BVS is the only one I personally don't like. I like some things about Man of Steel. Love Wonder Woman, Shazam was cool. I didn't see Aquaman, I'm sure I would have a good time. My point being... The, the, the average of like liking DC movies or not isn't like really lower than Marvel. And in fact, after the next Batman movie, the next Wonder Woman movie, the next Flash movie, and some even maybe the next Suicide Squad movie, if I like three out of four of those, I am now at a much higher percentage of liking DC movies than Marvel movies. And what I realized is, man... Is the strength and weakness of DC in terms of the fandom is there's so many visions of it right and so many media you've got all the TV and the streaming service and the movie and now we're going to get all the Batmans and the flash movies and all this stuff and sometimes that stuff annoys me but the, but the, but the counterpoint is with the MCU and right now three billion dollars for endgame people are on board for the MCU but that's the only vision. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the Defenders on Netflix. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is done. So outside the cartoons, you're either on board with the MCU or not. And as long as they have Wanda and characters like Elizabeth Olsen and some of those other characters, we won't mention some that we don't like, but as long as they have Wanda and some of those other characters, people will be on board. But dude... Who
1: are you talking about? Brie
0: Larson. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Marvel sucks, and everyone knows it. Um, But uh, we, we do love Lizzie Olsen. Um, and, and, but in that story is going to be great, and working in the new X Men is going to be great. But they're also, it's like, you know, it's like when you have a single genetic line, it can be super strong. But if you only have one genetic line, then you're very, very vulnerable. So DC has a lot of genetic lines, and some are stronger than others, but just by having diversity builds strength. If people start turning on the MCU at some point, like Star Wars fans have turned on Star Wars, right I mean Mm. Star Wars canon was the be all end all and now all of a sudden at least half the fandom is totally alienated or just apathetic like I am so that's a huge strength for DC right but it also leads to unbelievable conflicts online and so forth that are really unnecessary that you don't see with Marvel and the only theory I can come up with other than what I just said man I'll let you have final word on this and everything else is just that for whatever reason DC lends itself to having the hardcore fans. Um, There's a type of loyalty that the hardest of hardcore DC fans have that Marvel fans like myself don't have. I think it has something to do with having fewer characters that are so dominant over a long period of time, but I I don't really know. Go ahead.
1: Mm. Well, and I think that that's exactly what it is. Like we've had Batman movies since we were born We've, you know, had different attempts at hero movies all of our lives from DC, not really from Marvel, until a lot later, and they weren't overtly successful. Um, So I think a lot of the Marvel stuff is new to a lot of people, um, and it's really only the comic book fans who know them. So there's less of a... I have an idea in my head of who they are. Whereas growing up, we had the Keaton Batman movies. Um, You know, we had freaking 10 years of Smallville, like all, you know, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies that were huge. Like you can't say that about a Marvel movie. You can't say that about a Marvel property. It's never been a thing Um, up until really Spider-Man X-Men. Uh, and then they just got <laughs> driven into the ground and um, rebooted. Well, the yeah, state. but it's
0: actually going to work out for the best because Wanda kills all the X-Men anyways with the House of M, which they've set up beautifully. So that that's not a problem. Uh, I actually think, DC, I think yeah. DC fans are more like Star Wars fans, and DC has the advantage because you guys don't care about canon the way Mar- D- Star Wars fans are obsessed with canon. And so... Like, you can be totally off the bus with DC, but then you get fucking Doom Patrol or Swamp Thing and it's like, all right, I'm back on. Whereas Star Wars, it's like, are you going to delete this canon? Are we going to try and revisit, you know, like Rise of Skywalker was a terrible movie, but it's now canon and you have to go with it. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely terrible, Uh, you know, but like now you have to go with it. Um, And you know, I've been saying for a while Even before Rise of Skywalker That in the beginning Having one canon in Star Wars Seemed like a good idea It's clearly not one now And Warner Brothers is (laughs) delighting In not having to have a single canon Having tons of Harleys All sorts of flashes and stuff like that It's, It's a little hard for a casual person Like me to follow along But as long as I'm getting good shows And video games out of it Especially video games Then I'm cool with it
1: and I think that's what—that's the message that I really got from DC Fandom—is yep. that it doesn't matter if you're watching things on movies, the CW, HBO Max, video games, audio books. Now with the Sandman, it doesn't matter where you're watching it. You're—you're you're allowed to have different versions of the characters, and this is something that I'm really really excited about is that they've got the right i feel like with hbo max and their newly released warner max and dc max studios is that they now have the right people and the right ideas that they don't want to emulate what marvel's doing anymore they want to do their own thing and they're embracing the strength of the multiverse which they Mm. should have done from day dot Rather than trying to be like, oh, no, we can't have two characters, one on TV and one totally. on the movies. People will get confused. People are not stupid. <laughs> really. Yeah, that's true. People, are not stu-
0: People get stupid and, when they get super passionate. But, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah,
1: And they can do big events like they did with Crisis and loop them all in together. I never thought we would see a big screen DC character on a small screen CW show, but they did it. And they're open to doing it again and having things cross over and blend. They're, they want to do it. They want that engagement and that encouragement. And I really feel like that's where the strength is. And if they do embrace it like they say that they will, because let me just clarify, they say that they will, if they do, then I think that's where their success will be. Hmm rather than trying to create this massive interconnected universe like Marvel Mm -hmm. and try and do the same thing, but with different characters.
0: All right. Two quick final questions, one serious, one not, and then I'll let you go. First serious question. What's something we saw the other day at DCCC, as I'm calling it, DC Comic Con, (laughs) or in two weeks, or didn't see... That people are sleeping on or underrating that you think is going to be... So it could be something that big, that's going to be humongous. Something that's small, that's going to be kind of big. You know what I mean? That people are sleeping on. Could be a TV thing I that think, we see in two weeks is the other thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, all, I think the reason why they split it up is because HBO Max are still negotiating what to do with DC shows. And I feel like we will get that Doom Patrol Season 3 announcement. We will get a Harley Quinn Season 3, probably Season 4 announcement because it's so cheap and easy and quick to make. Um, and other things like Titans is moving to HBO Max. So we'll probably get an early renewal of that um, and possibly even a Swamp Thing Season 2. <laughs> Please! Um I think it's the, the TV stuff is going to be huge at the next event. Uh, they've got panels for literally every single TV show. So I feel like we're going to get all these big, like small screen announcements at the next one. And they sneakily, a lot of people don't know this, but they made two new studios, WarnerMax and DC Max, specifically designed to make content for HBO Max I feel like we may get a first wave mm-hmm. of announcements yep. from DC Max specifically yep. so we're going to get DC films just on HBO Max not coming to the movies yep. and this is where your Birds of Prey movies should go not to the big screen, yep. to that screen um, I don't know if you know, but right. Birds of Prey released on HBO Max last week. Yep. Uh and it's like top of the charts on HBO Max. It got trending on Twitter again, and so many people it's were. It's not watching surprising. And
0: it. Look, it got great reviews, Going, people love Harley, and people were waiting for it to come to T V. That's the that's the bottom yeah. line. And
1: it's it's the kind of movie that belongs on HBO Max. And if they do more of that, I'm down for that. And don't take it to the big screen. That's fine with me.
0: Um, absolutely um and uh before i ask my silly final question um (laughs) which is just you know this is part of the not cultural but national difference which is Mm -hmm. you know when dc universe got canceled it seemed like a big deal and i had to kind of tell you a few times that actually hbo taking ownership of this DC content is like the best possible thing that could happen because hbo is has such high profile game look Game of Thrones, which was about dragons, was the most highest-rate show of all time. HBO has got the money and the cachet. And so, at least in this country, in countries that distribute HBO strongly, it's awesome mm. for DC. I, I can that's, and- that's all I can say, yeah.
1: Yeah, and look, you know what changed my mind on that? Was the Watchmen HBO series.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, even my dad loved that. He f- fucking loved that shit, yeah.
1: I was... I don't want to spoil anything for those who haven't seen it, but there's an episode and it's just two characters in a cafe with a ton of backstory scenes. And I watched it while I was waiting um, in an airport where, when a flight was delayed and I was a sobbing, crying mess on the floor from this show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time, point blank period. I don't care if there's no second season because this was so perfect. Is, I it, the it, by, by is it the well, best Watchmen? By continuing. Well, I one? don't know because I'm not a Watchmen guy, so I can't tell you. But for me, it is.
0: Interesting. I haven't seen any of them. I'll choose not to weigh in on that. Final question, Alistair. <laughs> yeah. What character are you... Do you want to play first in uh, Gotham Knights? And will you play co-op with me shortly after the game is released?
1: Batgirl and- Oh, no! Definitely.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll have to switch back and forth. I, I can play Nightwing. I- I'll be happy to play Nightwing.
1: Well, I'll- I was going to say I'll flick between Batgirl and Nightwing. I probably won't play as Robin unless I'm forced to. Oh, dude! Um, <laughs> what
0: if you can switch between two? Like, what if you one person can switch between Batgirl, and Nightwing, and the other person can switch between the other two characters? I didn't even think about that. That would be amazing.
1: Yeah, wow. we'll see. We'll see. Awesome. I'm sure Al- we're going to get awesome. many more announcements.
0: Alistair, thank you so much for coming on. This is the perfect time again. You know, I, I I like to give DC a hard time, but the bottom line is, it, <laughs> you know what? Things throwing shit against the wall, honestly, it can work, and that's why. Ezra Miller, eventually, like, just like taking the Flash as an example, Ezra Miller, <laughs> who I know annoys half the population, and Christina Hodson, who we've been hard on as a writer and a director, no one's heard of. You know mm. what though? I saw that panel. They're throwing shit against the wall. I'm like, sure, why not? It could work. It could work. You know, like yeah. I, sometimes it'll be
1: interesting. You know, yeah.
0: Like the, the, my problem with the MCU is everything is so tightly controlled and manicured and manipulated and no one dies. They spent two Infinity War movies killing half the universe, and nobody dies except Natasha, Tony, and the bad guys. Uh, you watch one episode yeah. of any DC show for adults, you know what I mean? And that, that I think, I, not just the killing, <laughs> but the adultness of DC, for me, is the big advantage right now.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, and uh, what, and the except
1: just, The yeah. exception being... Um, Titans season two finale with
0: Titans the stupidest
1: death of Sorry. all time. Titans is terrible. Ever. It's terrible. Anyway.
0: At least the CW isn't trying to pretend it's anything but a family show. Titans is terrible. I can't believe they're putting Barbara Gordon on Titans. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute and nightmare. And Scarecrow. Oh God. Oh, the blue filter. <laughs> man. Oh man. They want to do... If they talk I'll give a compliment to your boy. If they wanted to use a filter, they should talk to Zack Snyder, who knows how to use filters. Their blue filter is just oppressive. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> and the cast isn't good. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. The rest of the shows are great. Um, and we'll have to spend that another podcast. Thank you so much for being on as a DC fan. I hope you're really excited about the future. I'm excited for you and just in general as, as a fan for this stuff.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. And you, I believe, are coming on my podcast next week, right?
0: Yeah, sure. Just let me know the time of today. So I'll be there.
1: So we can talk all things Doom Patrol.
0: I'll try and be more fully dressed next time. Hopefully it won't be a thousand degrees. Oh, Oh, Doom Patrol. Yes, yes. Which we didn't even touch on. So, awesome. Thank you, Alistair. Thank you, Bizzlecast listeners, so much. Um, It's an ongoing experiment here with the video uh, podcast, but uh, (laughs) this should be available in audio and video form. So hope you guys enjoy it. Alistair, you're the man. Novastream, plug. Oh, plug. we got to plug, and then we'll, we'll cut the stream. Plug the
1: sites. Okay. Uh, so you can find me on the Novastream network uh, at the moment, so novastreamnetwork.com uh, and on your socials. I'm also kind of branching out doing my own thing, so I'm not kind of stuck into what stuff we get sent at Novastream. So I'm doing that under lethal, so you can find me at lethal.net.
0: And don't be turned off by the fact that he's got, like, three accounts on every single social media that are (laughs) quite similar. And he should be merging them or deleting them immediately. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, BizzleCast listeners. Um, uh, You know what? The world's going to shit, but there's still some goodness, and that's what we've got to hone in on here, guys. That's what we're trying to do here. So hope you enjoyed this. We'll be coming back at you soon with some more DC and other content. May the Force be with you. But for now, the BizzleCast is out.